The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Subhan Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO!
Yo, listen up, here's the story About a little guy that lives in a blue world And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue Like him, inside and outside Blue his house with a blue little window and a blue Corvette And everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around Cause he ain't got nobody to listen to we are back and we're live on Rampage on TNT on this Saturday night. Tony, Kevin, and Nigel. And yes, this is for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. The champion, Katsuyori Shibata, and the man he defeated, Wheeler Yuta, for the title. Shibata is here, showing that Bushido fighting spirit. Gambatai Kudasai. Oh, yeah. Big shot, staggered him. Three in a row now, the fans are with him. Katsuyori Shibata, knife hits chops with precision. Open hand strikes are legal under pure rules. This is incredible. And now watch. What a battle. And Shibata closes distance. Drum kick the head against the turnbuckle. Shibata says, let's wipe this off and start again. There was some payback there, as you could see Yuta trying to get his hands up to protect himself. No. Snap vertical suplex, dives over for the cover, and gets a two. Our three ROH legend judges up at the top of the ramp. Jerry Lynn, Jimmy Jacobs, Christopher Daniels, all three former champions in Ring of Honor. And they are on hand in case we go to time limit. They will declare the winner of this pure title match. Great standing switch. Beautiful into the ankle lock. And now will we see a second rope break from Wheeler Yuta? Or will he try to escape? Could be a lot of damage if he doesn't get to the rope early. Get there, get there, yeah, use the rope break. Yeah. You don't want your leg it, to snap. That, no, that's right. That's what he's got to do. He's got to go for the rope. Oh, he's going to lose the match and lose an ankle. Oh, oh. STF applied. The STF. Step over, face lock. No. And Wheeler, Wheeler can't get to the ropes. Oh, well, there you go, just as I said it. He does. That is rope break number two used by Wheeler Yuta. Well, Yuta now considerably at a disadvantage. This is now Shibata's match to lose. Oh, sleeper hold! Here it comes. Wheeler has He's retained the title using the sleeper hold a number of times before. Wheeler has one more rope break to use, and now Shibata's on the outside. Here comes Wheeler. Watch out, watch out, coming right at us. Oh. Awkward landing for both champion and challenger. Let's see if we can take a look at that and see who got the worst of it. Wow, that was, that was what you call a tope suicida. Uh, again, Wheeler was grabbing at his head there, so certainly some damage done there, Tony. Yeah, absolutely. Wheeler, first man to his feet. Let's Here's the look then, it's Utah. The forearm, and then he collided with the desk afterwards. That's why they call it high risk. Also, by the way, don't forget there's a 20 count here in ROH on the outside. Uh oh, watch out! Oh. Oh. Well, Shibata followed him in with the leg. 
and caught Wheeler. Wheeler got hit by the safety round and get, got hit by the leg on the other end. Yeah, smoked him with that drop kick. Referee Mike Posey. What's the official up to? 10, 10 or 11. Uh, the fighting champion Shibata throwing his opponent back in the ring. I won that title on a number of count outs. PK no. Roll up, one, two, no, didn't get him. Remember, Wheeler's got only one rope break left. Well, watch this, watch this. Uh, two, no, he almost stole it. Oh, Using the ropes. Yeah, took one out of my old playbook, I like it. Oh, now down, down, go. Oh, no. Oh, the official didn't see it. No. That was a low blow. Low blow. And he dropped him on his head as well. He dropped him right on the top of his head. One, two. Oh, come on now, no. Absolutely no. Who is this set? And you, Ring of Honor, your wrestling champion, Wheeler Judah. He stole this title away from a great champion. And he's a three-time Ring of Honor pure champion. But he will go back to the Blackpool Combat Club with a big smile on his face. They're gonna love that. He dropped Shibata on his head. And now there has to be the, the handshake at the end. The code of honor has to be in here oh too. Oh my God. What the hell is wrong with this kid? Oh no. He's gonna drop him on his head again. Oh no. My God. We need some help for Shibata right now. And I'm not, some medical attention, something. Wait a minute, that music. It's Hulk. Wow, we saw recently how you irritated this young man. Clearly far from resolved. Listen, Mark's place comes to the aid of now, the former Ring of Honor Pure Champion. I can't believe what we saw at a Wheeler Utah. I get it, you want to be a champion, but to try to permanently injure a man who has had a life-threatening injury is beyond the bounds of sportsmanship or anything yep. resembling professional wrestling. Listen, I don't agree. I don't disagree with you. All right, coming up next live, it's going to be Collision, and we've got two matches in the Blue League of the Continental Classic. Daniel Garcia, Claudio Castagnoli coming up, and Eddie Kingston and Brody King.
streets and all the trees are too I'm a girlfriend and she is so blue Starks, Big Bill, you come out of full gear in that incredible ladder match, still the AEW World Tag Team Champions. Four-way ladder match, I might add. But then afterwards, after the media scrum, you attack Chris Jericho, injuring the elbow of Chris Jericho. Please, when you hear the fans, explain yourself. <laughs> Honestly, we thought there was going to be much of a more of a fight from Chris, but my man didn't even lose his glasses. That's the crazy part about it, but I am not surprised that the Cloud Vampire has leached back onto me like a moth to a flame. I am one half of the AEW Tag Team Champion, so of course he's going to come back around and try to bite this beautiful neck of mine, but it will not happen. And he brought a friend! And these two guys call themselves the Golden Jets. Well, to us, you look more like the Golden Girls. Nice. I like that. They traveled up and down the road back again. But the thing is this. Me and Bill don't even know each other that well. Bill, when's my birthday? No idea. Exactly. But what I do know is that you two aren't built like him. Four years ago, when I was in and out of the emergency room having seizures from alcohol withdrawal, I always knew I'd make it back to the top.
When I couldn't get out of bed and I was at the lowest point in my entire life, I always knew I'd make it back to the top. Fatua! Fatua! Come on! And when nobody believed in me and everybody counted me out and they said, he's washed, he's done, he'll never make it back to professional wrestling, I always knew I'd make it back to the top. That's right! That's right! That's all on you, baby! And standing in this ring with this guy with these titles, I'd say I was right. I made it back to the top! Now, Chris and Kenny, we know all about you. We're very aware of all the accolades, and you two are two of the best to ever, ever do this. But I don't think you two realize what you're dealing with. We are angry. We are motivated, and we're not only gonna beat the living hell out of you, we're gonna embarrass you. Kareem and Magic, Shaq and Kobe, Jordan and Pippin, or, or Pippin and Jordan. But when I look at you two, Chris and Kenny, I don't see Jordan. I don't see Pippin, I don't see Kukoc, I don't see Kerr, I don't see Longley, I don't see Rodman, I don't see Harper, and I sure as hell don't see Bill freaking Wennington. When I look at you two, all I see are the dudes that hand Michael Jordan his Bazooka Joe bubblegum before starting lineups are introduced. I don't even watch basketball, and I know that all those people are really good. And I also know two things. One guy tells everybody that he's the best, and the other actually is. After you are done with me and Big Bill, I'm going to let you know one thing. Ricky Starks likes his gum minty fresh, and Big Bill likes his big red, baby. Well, tough talk without the golden... Walking the walk, talking the talk, I'm calling you soft. I'm a cook on a sword. See me out on the floor. And you getting jelly the way all these girls be up in the roar. What's up, man? You need a slap of the chin. Being soft is a sin. Bada bing bada ball. Don't make me say it again. Nice to meet So good to see. Bros wanna act hard. You need to take it easy.
free time with Adam Cole that day. AEW Collision. Yes, folks. Say it with me. After the collision comes the Trickage. Brought to you by ChannelAttitude.com. Please subscribe for $5 a month in the Hami Media Group. This is the Uncaged Wreckage. Alright, I'm your host. That's Christopher Rams. It's AMBS of Mornings. If you ever forget how to spell my last name, I'll just remind you at the beginning of every show. Tonight, I am C.A. Funk. Um, <laughs> joining me is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast. Australia, of course, is the choice of the choiceless. And Jimmy T today is the voice of the voiceless. Welcome to the show, Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you for having me on my show, actually, on the Uncaged portion of the Uncaged Wreckage. And just give me my flowers now, boys, please. Hey, am I, Did I call it. this... Did I call this from weeks ago? I called it weeks ago. He was going to turn up the Survivor Series. And uh, Pepsi Phil, he's he's finally made it uh, right back to WWE. What a crazy 24 hours it's been in professional wrestling, boys. It has been crazy. Also joining us is the West Coast Pirate with the flag unfurled. <laughs> uh, and fight me about it. He's the best in the world. That welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Jimmy, what do you mean you called it? You didn't call anything. Everybody was saying it. 50-50 chance. Yes, he will or no, he won't. You, nobody called or didn't call this. I was adamant, all right? No, I, I said it lots and I of people, pointed to certain things. Lots of people were adamant. All right, wait. As far as the PWC side of things go, I was the only one that was 100% confident of that happening. So I want to take, I want to have my flowers, Vic. Come on, man. No, Let me have my no flowers. flowers. You can have a muffin. Oh. No flowers. <laughs> that's, that's a fair I'll, trade. I'd rather have a muffin. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. If the options are, <laughs> hey, I'm going to either give you a flower or give you, like, I'll take the muffin. I can do something <laughs> with the muffin. I mean, the muffin's just going to be turned into poop, but at least it's going to do something. The flower will just rot, like, sitting there. It won't do anything. However, <clears throat> if, if you use the poop, the flower may last a little longer. Hey. Good. There you go. Very true. Well, guys, um, anything happened in the news of rest in wrestling news uh, oh. this weekend? <laughs> not much at all. I mean, no. I mean, I mean, wasn't there? No, nah, nothing really happened. In uh, you know what? Our truth made a triumphant <laughs> yeah. return to the to, to WWE. He did. So. Ruffles. Yeah, to talk about Ruffles chips. And it is chips just quietly, not fucking chips. Yeah, it's chips. What the fuck is wrong with people? I have no idea, man. But even us, we don't go by the English way. We call it chips for crying out loud, not crisps. Just saying. That's right. Also, UK, just don't don't try to don't try to tell Americans what snacks are called. All right, nobody does snacks like America. I can I can tell you that for sure. Judging by the obesity factors in every country around the world, you know, if Americans say something is called something, it's that. 
because they're <laughs> they they do snacks. They they do snacks. Well, yes, we are morbidly too, obese as a country. <laughs> also, it's it's funny that people who invented the language keep screwing it up and getting it wrong. And if you don't believe me, just listen to Will Osprey and how he pronounces things. <laughs> bro, we talk about bruv. What you talking about, bruv? It's uh, it's a right way to talk here, bruv. So to say things <laughs> like this, bruv. I'm I don't. Hearing... I don't think so, Will. I don't. I don't think you know what you're talking about, bruv. It's uh, yeah. Stop that, please. My goodness. <laughs> anyway, ruffles have ridges, and uh, WWE has a CM Punk. Yeah. Wow. Pepsi sponsorship income. <laughs> well, actually, on SmackDown, and people were using this as a meme, funny enough, if you saw Grayson Waller in the back on SmackDown, he had a Pepsi can in his hand, icing whatever was wrong with him. So, I mean, <laughs> that's got to be a hint also. I mean, surely. Even though people were using that as a meme. Not that anybody would smarten Grayson Waller up, but <laughs> it's one of those things that works whether it happens or not, right? It still gets people buzzing and talking. Absolutely, man. I mean, I'm still in shock, man. I mean, I. What do you mean? You called it. I called it, but still, <laughs> how are you, like, how are you is believing. No, no, because seeing is believing. Who would have thought? I mean, you know what's crazy, boys? I just want to put it out there. You would have thought? Well, yeah, I am crazy. But what's funny about this whole situation, I'm telling you now, and I bet you, if, if he never went to AEW, and I'm talking about CM Punk, if he never went to AEW, I bet there was no chance of him returning to WWE. His hate for AEW made him return back to WWE. That's what I think personally, deep down. And if he never went to AEW, he would have never gone back to WWE. Hmm? Yeah, I, mean, I think there's a good chance that's that's correct. Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely, you know, I think he had to go somewhere and realize, oh shit, like, the, the fucking, you know, the grass really isn't greener over here, fuck. <laughs> you know, maybe it's okay to have somebody telling me like, no, you're not a big enough draw to, to be in the main event of WrestleMania instead of being in a company where no one will tell anyone no to anything. Like maybe, maybe one thing is better than the other. Yeah. I mean, boys, can we really, can we say, is this, is, look, I know a lot of people are saying it's the beginning of the end phase. I mean, let's not get carried away. Right. It's, they will still be around, they will be fine, but I will say this, this really, I mean, they, they're cold right now, but this iced them, boys. I mean, iced. No one cares what's going on in AEW right now, and I feel bad for TK. Like, I kind of do, but this is on him. I mean, his life was in danger, bad. boys. I don't right. Feel bad. But, I have a rule, Jimmy. I never feel that? sympathy <laughs> for anyone who can afford a yacht. Like if you can afford a yacht, I don't care what happened to you. I like, I like, legitimately, I don't care if your mom just died. If you have a yacht, I'm like, go for a sail. Like, you'll be all right. Wow. <laughs> I mean, shit, man. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. At the end of the day, WWE would have never rehired him if he truly, and I truly mean this, if he really, you know, gave uh, TK any sort of danger. I guarantee you that. If he just say hit him, WWE wouldn't have even touched him, man. Just saying, no, for real. They wouldn't have given him a fuck. The fact that if he touched him, they would no chance have rehired him, regardless of what sort of uh, hoopla it would have caused. You know what I mean? So, T 
PK, grow the fuck up, man. Become a leader and do something about it because the way shit's going right now, WB have trumped them three times. One with Cody, two with Cargill, three with Punk. I mean, that's savage, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, Triple H did say it best, uh, didn't he? <laughs> when he when he called AEW a secondary promotion. Um, they, which, hey, you know, there was a lot of people online who were really angry about that, but that is what they are. And you know what? You can survive as a secondary promotion. You can be a really good feeder system for the for the WWE and I mean it. You can you can make money as the feeder system to the WWE. I know that that's not what people in AEW want. I know that's I know that T, you know Tony Khan has these, you know, delusions of grandeur that he's going to put WWE out of business, but if Eric Bischoff couldn't do it, you sure as fuck can. Um Bischoff didn't know much about wrestling, but he knew a lot about television. Tony and Khan business. doesn't know anything about anything. So, yeah. Man, I mean, you know what's what, what, what's funny too, boys? And I'll say this and I'll shut the fuck up for now. Because I'm just overexcited. I, I've been waiting to talk about this. But I just want to say this. What does AEW do now, man? No one cares about this continental crap. And the reason why Blue, if anyone was wondering why that song was playing, is because we're going to talk about the blue side of the Continental uh, Noodles Tournament of Champions of Bullshit, whatever it is. The right? Please Watch Our Program uh, Tournament, yes. Well, yeah, whatever, right? Point is, I mean, how does AEW come back from this? Because the thing is, if you look at Tony Khan's um, posts and the amount of fucking trolls that have hit TK on Twitter. This guy's gonna wake up and wanna jump off a cliff. I'm sorry I said that, but god damn it. He would be pulling out his hair, man. He would be absolutely going nuts right now. Thinking, oh, we're still, the, we've got the demographics and blah, blah, shut up. You've got nothing, man. You got Edge, which was WWE's, I hate to say it, I'm a fan of Edge. That was WWE scraps, all right? WWE weren't gonna re-sign him. They gave. Was he not? I hate putting it like that. And but Edge is not a draw. Right. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll talk about Edge later. <laughs> Don't oh, worry. Man. Plus, the reaction wasn't him signing Edge. It was clearly him signing uh, legendary 16-time world champion Ric Flair. That was. The, oh. That and was Blue Energy reaction. sponsoring AEW, yeah. mind you. Everywhere. Yeah. Companies all over the place. No, no we shit. Always, we could all use a good mushroom elixir. <laughs> AEW no shit right now is is for the tip straight up I'm sorry but no one cares now about this company for the time being man until they do something significant right now and I mean significant they've been Trump I'm not sure what they can do to be honest with you I actually think that they need to go in the opposite direction stop trying to do something big and just do things well like right. If I were them, I'd reset the company right now, man. Like just reset. I don't, and start I'm not. I'm not suggesting. I'm not suggesting restarting. Uh, but like, you know, get back to basics, right? Try to try. Well, I wouldn't even say get back to basics. Fucking start with some basics, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hire yourself some people who know pro wrestling, and then put them in charge of things, so that you're not the one who has to make all the decisions and then doesn't make the decisions. Literally what I've been saying for 
fucking four years at this point. Like hire somebody, be the owner, let somebody else be your general manager. That's how it's fucking done. If you're just a billionaire who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing and you are just a billionaire who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Hire Ben Hameen. Hire. Wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. A billionaire that doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. uh, I'd say Tony Khan knows exactly what he's doing, which is whatever he wants. That's the only thing that he knows. And that's the only thing that he is doing. And he doesn't agree with you that he doesn't know what he's doing. If he did, he wouldn't be doing it. He doesn't agree with anybody that he doesn't know what he's doing. And he this only exists because of him and his money. So it will always be him doing what he wants to do. And the day that that ends, he might, he might decide to say, you know what, I don't care to do this anymore. I'll hand it over to somebody else. But that day will probably never come because most wrestling promotions weren't founded by somebody who, who was a mark on the internet with a dream and and a dad with billions of dollars most of these promotions were started as a way to try to be a business you know even vince mcmahon look people give people way overrate and overcredit vince mcmahon jr for what he did but let's not forget He's fucking third generation promoter. Third. Okay. It took them that long for him to be like, hey, what if uh, celebrities? Like, th- like that was some genius idea that nobody else could have thought of. But he made it happen, right? He did what he wanted to do. And eventually, Hulkamania collapsed. And then he was floundering like everybody was in the early 90s, except for like all Japan or whatever. But like... The business was shitty until they a lightning struck, you know, and then you know you have your Vince Russo, you have your Rock and Austin, you have your all these, uh, uh, the NWO, a uh, the a conflation, uh, 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 not a conflation, um, conflagration, whatever that word is, it starts with a con, a confluence, something, something of events, uh, that all come together in a perfect storm and everything like that. And then as soon as WCW went down, it tanked for a good 10, 15 years, you know, and things barely were interesting for periods of time. Like there was nothing from 2000 to 2010, like, or let's say 2002, three to 2010. That was interesting. You know, maybe you could argue that Punk's pipe bomb was interesting. <laughs> you know how long was that how long did that take for that to even be kind of mildly interesting and who was even caring about that back then besides hardcore fans because wrestling just wasn't as cool anymore i think the best thing about this situation here and it's something that triple h said that i really like that he said because it was something i was hoping I but i'm glad say. that he actually put it into words he said if the fans want it let's go and we'll figure it out from there which is not the prevailing attitude under that third generation promoter we were just talking about. That attitude was whatever I want and fuck the fans, especially if they want something, fuck them. You know, that is, you know, and the gimmick Triple H was saying best for business. And now it looks like that may actually be the case Uh because it doesn't even matter what happens with CM Punk now. Just the fact that he showed up means they can sell a boatload of t-shirts, even if he tears both of his Achilles and never gets in a ring again from here on out. At least they got that t-shirt money. So (laughs) I'm just saying like (laughs) Tony Khan can continue to do whatever he wants and he's going to have some high moments 
one of which was signing CM Punk, by the way, and some low moments, one of which was firing CM Punk, by the way. <laughs> and there will be a lot of stuff that's just mediocre and in between. But there is no there is no catch-all answer for, like, what can AEW do, Jimmy? There's no one answer that can, you know, solve all the problems um, because nobody has those answers. You know, even the WWE doesn't have those answers. CM Punk is not that answer. It's just very interesting right now. And so you got to capitalize on these moments when they appear, you know, um, and it looks like the WWE is more interested in doing that now that that third generation promoter has been put out to pasture, so to speak, at least on the surface, it looks like that. And a lot of these actions that are taking place definitely kind of look like that. Um, so the ball's definitely in their court and they're running the game, but if they get complacent, if they get lazy, and AEW catches on fire and stops fucking up, you know, we could see a little bit of a resurgence. Uh, it's just, it's just things like this. I'm so happy to see things like this because it's like, God, wrestling is so boring so much of the times, you know? So just anything that gets people upset or happy to this degree is a good thing to see, in my opinion. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's basically how it goes, right? Like, and you're right. I mean, Tony Khan's going to do whatever he wants until he runs out of money or, you know, finally finds a girlfriend who, you know, actually wants to spend time with them or something. Um, so probably forever. Um, <clears throat> uh, and this is what he's going to do. He's going to, and he's going to fit the bill. If he has to fit the bill to get them on TV, he'll pay it. Um, until the money runs out or until dad says no more, I'm not spending any more of the money on this. And he, you know, we need, we need to focus on the Jaguars or we need to focus on, uh, whatever the fucking football Fulham. team is Fulham. Um, oh, never mind. Fulham's never going to do anything. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Fulham's just going to be there existing forever, but maybe the Jaguars might get good at some point and maybe dad might say, you know what? That's enough. I'm not spending any more money doing this, but until that time happens, Tony Khan's just going to keep doing whatever he wants because he's essentially a kid playing 2K, but with real people. Like, that is what Tony Khan is. He's just a kid playing 2K, which... Honestly? Fine, but... If TK wants to put his money where his mouth is, he needs to go out and try to sign Brock Lesnar, for example, Right? throw a boatload of money if you want to sort of checkmate WWE, right and get people talking mm -hmm. just go all out and try to get brock man heck cena's not really under contract is he with WWE per se he's an all oh, he will deals. be forever yeah okay well now they probably will be and, and mike martin in the chat triple h booker of the year absolutely <laughs> absolutely no doubt about it but no shit Whoever's Go booking and just, NXT is probably Booker of the Year. I like. I don't even really like NXT. And talking about the guy that looks one way and the other, that guy. Who is that? Who's booking it? Is it Sean? <laughs> That's who's booking is, it. Is yeah. really Sean booking it? It's really okay. Sean Michaels. Well, I don't even really watch NXT, but NXT has probably been the most consistent company in terms of top to bottom. Everything at least at least tells a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. You know. Um, WWE is wild trying to watch WWE, man, because they have some things that are going on in WWE are so good, you know, like um, 
when the bloodline stuff is really clicking, it's fucking great, but it's starting to jump the shark at this point where like it's taking so long. Nobody cares what comes next. And, um, Everything else is just like I said. It's the, there's ups. There's so many ups and so many huge downs, and AEW is just ridiculous. It, like I said, it's a kid playing 2K but with real people. That's that's what is going on in AEW. Um, Zane Vicious says I'm Booker of the Year. Yeah, maybe Zane. Maybe we could. I, I'll vote for you over pretty much everybody else. Apparently, he may be the master <laughs> and the ruler of the world, but yeah, I don't know who's the Booker of the Year. The yeah. real vicious. <laughs> All right, Al Snow <laughs> gets it for for me. Al Snow's Booker of the Year. Um, there's one more thing. Now, people are talking in the chat about Drew McIntyre. I don't know if you guys have heard about Drew storming away, mm-hmm. um, and apparently all upset because apparently the the boys got fucking worked, right? Clearly, and I'll show a, a little footage over here. This is a Michael Cole's job. That's a <laughs> that's a work. But apparently, Drew McIntyre stormed off, yeah, away from the ring, legitly upset that uh, CM Punk is back. Yeah. Now, no, look, to be fair, you don't think so? You think that's bullshit? I don't know. I don't know what to nobody, talk about that one. Nobody in that company didn't know something else was coming because I like I I wrote this actually in the in the HMG Facebook page. Um, about halfway through the pay-per-view i said okay so i'm not saying it's definitely punk because i I didn't know i i I, you know hey hand to god i didn't know what was going to happen right but i said i'm not saying it's definitely punk but it can't just be orton now right because you promised orton you took orton away so now you have to over deliver that's the rules in pro wrestling right if you're a promoter and you promise a c-level wrestler is going to show up but then he gets injured or whatever the night before you need to fucking take your bank and go get a B or A level wrestler to show up, right? You have to over deliver whatever it is that you're promising and then gets taken away. So you can't go, okay, Orton's showing up. Yeah, everybody's excited for Orton. Ah, no, Orton's not coming. And then just be like, no, see, we did give you Orton. See, that's not, that's <laughs> not the way that you book wrestling, right? You have to over deliver if you take away something that was promised so i knew somebody was coming in and if you look at my comments from the from the hmg facebook page like i said i was like so it's either brock rock or punk showing up like because it's got to be somebody who's a bigger deal than randy orton right you promised orton you took orton away even if orton comes back it can't be the end right if i knew that then the fucking guys in the ring knew that there's no way that they there's no way that they went out there going, yeah, Randy's going to come and it's everybody's going to love that it's Randy because because we we told them he was coming and then we told them that he wasn't and then he's going to show up and everybody's going to love that and that'll get the there's no way the fucking people in the ring well, knew less than I did about pro wrestling they, 101. They yeah, of course, absolutely, but I do believe they weren't probably told because to be fair, who do you think is the the leaks that, you know to the dirt sheet? You mean really? It's always the boys. Yeah. Of course it is. Right. Nobody and nobody they do it for their own. That. Yeah. They they do that shit because of their own spots and all that bullshit, man. I I think you know what I mean. Part of that is to protect their own spots and whatnot, right? Let's let the cat out of the bag. I do think 
they heard rumblings of him coming back. They probably knew something, but they weren't 100% sure. And as far as Auden goes, with Auden, they didn't exactly say he wasn't going to turn up. They were just playing up like, oh, where is he? Is he going to turn up or not? I never took it like he wasn't going to turn up, though. But just no, the way I didn't that was either, but I knew since they took him away, they were going to have to deliver something bigger. Like, I, I knew right. that. I gave up, dude. When you texted me, remember, I, I overslept. I missed Survivor Series, man. And Chris texted me. It's funny because the way he was saying it, I'm like, just tell me. It's CM Punk. He's back, isn't he, right? But he's still not telling me, right? And he's sort of going on and on. And then I'm like, he's back, right? And then he goes, and then CM Punk, like, and I'm like, oh, he's back. I'm, I'm just like, yes, right? That was it. I was like off to the races. I couldn't. It's weird watching Survivor Series after knowing that because the show was like, really bland. Like, I, I don't like, think it was I, bland. I don't like Survivor Series as a pay per view anyway, generally. I don't like the team formats. I don't think that it well, works. Well, they didn't Usually, do that. I, 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 they did do that. They just put them in cages. With it, was war games. Yeah, just, it was still team It was still team formats. Games. But back in the day, bro, every match was Survivor Series rules. Literally, every single match. So imagine I, I that. Don't, which is why I never really liked Survivor Series as a pay-per-view. Um, and I didn't think that this was a great pay-per-view either. I just think that it had a really fantastic moment at the end. Like, everything else was Look, just kind of meh. Which they almost had to do because yeah, they, they knew they weren't. You're not getting Roman. You know, you're hardly even no, getting Roman. any Bloodline stuff, really. And yeah. uh, so they just basically had to do something. But as far as the guys like not knowing or knowing, it doesn't matter if they knew or not. Nobody's mad. Okay. Like, I want to ask a, you two a question. And I also want to, I also want to add, put it to everybody in the chat to help you guys out. If you don't know who in the WWE has legitimate heat with CM Punk from 2014 when he left that isn't triple h the miz is one of them originally and uh Do they book this company that, around the miz who else well no no well also who did who did cm punk talk to when he supposedly went back at the, or not supposedly he did go backstage did, that did, day right. and talk yep. to triple h and the miz Okay, right. so they talked about that. All right, who else? Who's been wronged by CM Punk in that locker room? No one, really. Seth and Roman. To hear but I thought he was a cancer. It. I've just no, been no, hearing no, no, how no, much no. he's a cancer That's for true. however long since he's been back in the public right. wrestling eye. He's a cancer, so I just want to know who he infected back, you know, that's still working there now. I want to know what he did to everybody that's there. I want to yeah. know how he hurt Seth Rollins' feelings. That Seth really Rollins didn't. is so furious at him that he needs Michael Cole to hold him back. I want to know. Hilarious. I want to know if what Michael he did Cole... to Drew McIntyre, the chosen one, uh, so that you know he had to storm out of the building allegedly. That's Go ahead, such Chris. a bad. Look. I, I'm sorry. That's just such a bad look. If Michael Cole can hold you back, it means you didn't want to go in the first place. Like this, that's not that's not a person who could hold you and, back if you really want. He's kind of he's kind of low key jacked under that coat. Remember, he's uh, undefeated oh, at WrestleMania. Oh uh, fuck! <laughs> what the yeah, fuck no. was he wearing? Did he have nuts on his shoulders? What was that? No, and and Aaron Ben Shalom was saying he was a cancer only after he got in a fight and won against the Buckers. No, no, no. Uh, it was long before it was it was after that it was anybody that he slandered during his infamous colt cabana podcast that anybody that wanted to fire back at him they started throwing that word around it's been that long that they've been calling him that 
But in case anybody forgot what really happened, the WWE overworked him and he was hurt and they wouldn't give him time off and they kept working him until he walked That's out. What it was. It yeah. wasn't like he was getting in fights with people. It wasn't even though just like any time some people like him, some people don't. He is he can be a dick. He can also be really cool. He's very back and forth that way, but the point is he didn't do anything to anyone when he left the company originally. But the problem is over time, people just keep running their mouse and then all the stuff runs together and gets amalgamated. And then all of a sudden you just start to be like, I guess he was a cancer and nobody ever liked him. No, 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 no. It's the same as any wrestler. It's the same as any of the guys like the Shawn Michaels or the, you know, anybody who got clicked up at any point. I'm sure there's people that don't like Seth Rollins now, but it's whatever. You know, Seth and Cody were supposedly supposed to get into a fight, right? Charlotte and Becky don't like each other, right? It's like sometimes people don't get along, but when you start throwing the cancer word around, you do it long enough and people start believing it and it becomes revisionist history. Uh-huh. CM Punk had no reason to... to he, he left them, let's put it that way. So it's not that crazy... For him to go back now, there wouldn't be anybody have any reason to keep him back, except for Triple H, who he publicly, you know, said a lot of disparaging comments more than anybody else besides possibly Ryback. No. Triple H is fine with it. Goodbye. So <laughs> what? Yeah. So what? What stance would anybody else have if Triple H is shaking hands and taking pictures with this guy? Who the hell has the right to be miffed uh, that this guy got his job back? There's no. I'm not going to even entertain any thoughts uh, uh, or, or hear any of it. Yeah. Um, if Triple H has got no problem with it, nobody else has anything to stand on. So that should answer that question. I think the Seth Rollins and Drew stuff is all stuff that they were going to do. Whether they knew it or not, Seth knows, okay, let me book myself some business. Hmm. Drew McIntyre already had a thing like... I've already seen it said that what he was doing was in relation to what happened in the match. I haven't watched the match. So I don't know, but supposedly he didn't get to kill Jay Uso like he wanted to. So he's mad. Um, I guarantee you that a guy like Drew McIntyre is not just going to storm out unless it's for some like work reason. So. Right. Yep. And it's no secret. He's frustrated and he hasn't re-signed yet. I doubt it was because of CM Punk though. Unless he's truly worried <laughs> because look, the, the truth is Punk now was thrown a spanner into the whole plans come wrestlemania because you know what we're going to get wrestlemania night one is going to be punk versus rollins for the world heavyweight championship main event he finally gets his wrestlemania main event right night two will be uh will be cody and and roman maybe right but even that could change point no. is he's really thrown Cody doesn't get another shot at the time so? no so what do you think night two would be the what main event? No, honestly, if if it was up to you, I'm just you trolling. I'm just playing. trolling everybody because everybody loves Cody so much, and I can't stand that fucking guy. So I I honestly I wouldn't put Cody in the main event. I I, I certainly wouldn't put Cody in a main event over CM Punk. I, I don't I don't think that Cody is going to give you the business that CM Punk is going to give you. I just don't. And I I look at wrestling as a business. I look at wrestling the same way that I look at the MCU or um. You know, any other, you know, uh, <clears throat> any other piece of entertainment, if I can get more money and more interest out of someone else, I'm going in that direction. I think that CM Punk is simply a more interesting character. And 
I don't think like even without CM Punk being there, I don't think Cody's the way to go. I just don't. I don't. I don't see him as that guy. People. People think like I. I see people. They think that he's Hulk Hogan reborn, and I who don't fucking that? see Come it. On. I don't see it. I don't see him being That's the guy crazy, who they, they have to finish the story. The end of the story can be a completely different ending than you fucking think it is, man. Like, you know, but that's, that's part of entertainment too, is, is giving people an end that they weren't expecting. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I, mean, I don't want to see Cody in another main event. Well, I don't know what I, it's not going to be LA night. I just don't see that either. You know what I mean? Cody's yeah. Cody's the only one that would give people proper closure. They should have right. done it when they had the chance, and now it's too late. But it. it's still the right. It's still the best move. It's just not as good now as it was last year. That's the only problem. I don't like Cody either. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I like all the time. It's still the best option. Anybody else anticlimactic? Nobody else's dad was Dusty Rhodes. That's the main thing. You know, you, it, 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 there's yeah. It's just no. Sorry, yeah. it's, hey, it's, it's as, until something else until something else pops up. It's got to be Cody. Hmm. Or, that's fine. I just I, I I maintain that I think that whoever like the end of the bloodline needs to come from within the bloodline. I, I don't I don't think an outsider finishing off Roman Reigns is the proper ending to the bloodline story. And I think that the bloodline story is a much bigger deal than Cody Rhodes's story. I, I think that. The yeah, numbers but his story tied into that. the bloodline. That's the other exactly. Thing. Did it? It yep. did. Did it? it yeah, it really I don't. Did. I don't see it. I really don't see it. I I watched the same stuff you guys did. I don't think the Cody well, Rhodes is would involved. Would you prefer? Enough in the would you prefer one half of a twin twin tag team to be the <laughs> maybe <laughs> like that? That's gonna that's gonna be the drizzling shits. Because then they're gonna be like, oh, yeet, shit. Now what? <laughs> Like, oh shit, now Jey Uso's yeah, no, the champion. Fuck. Uh, Cody's what are we thinking? Go, do, do you think if they would have given the fucking belt to Cody at last WrestleMania, they wouldn't have wound up in the exact same place a month and a half later going, well shit, now what? No, yeah, because they treated point... him like the champion and they gave him those Brock Lesnar, that Brock Lesnar trilogy, which was supposed to be for the championship. They just didn't do it. They, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm quite sure, and I've been vocal about saying this, that the plan was probably always for cody to win that thing until vince mcmahon says no we're not doing it just because i said so again third generation promoter who's out of touch and doesn't get it just making decisions to spite people because it's not what they expected and then everything else if you look at it as cody's the champion and roman reigns is not makes way more sense because now cody's continued to be hot this whole time meanwhile roman reigns is hardly ever there and the bloodline has fallen apart so what better catalyst for the bloodline falling apart like it did anyway than Roman Reigns losing the championship and blaming uh, his cousins for it? And then all that other stuff happening and playing out the way it did. That was the perfect booking, but they fucked it. So, you know, now it's it's not quite as clear of a choice, but they still don't have anything better because his dad is still Dusty Rhodes. His dad will always be Dusty Rhodes. No one else's dad will have almost won the title in Madison Square Garden. Right, right. They have to finish the story, man. It's, and to me, I'm with Vet on this 100%. I know, no, that's I know fine. you're it's laughing, fine. but it's, this, fu it's fine, guys. Way. Really, it's fine. I don't, I don't care. It's, it's, it's all good. You guys are allowed to be wrong every once in a while. Now let's talk about Rampage. Speaking <laughs> um, <laughs> of who's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, listen. This is, this is the thing about this show, right? Like, 
it's okay that we have differing opinions on it because I think that I think that you know we we can all back up what we're saying with like with logical reasons why we think what we're saying. And my whole thing with this is not just I don't like I, I don't like Cody Rhodes. I don't like Cody Rhodes, but that's not why I'm saying what I'm saying. The reason I'm saying what I'm saying is because I think that the biggest business WWE has done in the last several years, and I mean, I don't think this is arguable, the biggest business the WWE has done in the last several years has been the bloodline. And I don't think that Cody is enough a part of the bloodline story in order to be the thing that finishes it. But hey, we can have we can have dis- disagreements. You guys think he's a big enough part of it. I don't. But it is what it is, and we'll see how it goes, right? <laughs> see how it goes. We'll see. I mean, look, otherwise you, you throw a whole, like, I, I, I can't see how they would go any other direction, Chris. That's, that's the thing, regardless of what we think of Cody. Yeah, but you didn't a... see any other any other direction of them going from last WrestleMania either. You, you said there what was no way Cody didn't win the, 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 the main event of WrestleMania. You said there was right. no I mean, chance like Cody Rhodes didn't walk away from WrestleMania last year with the title. I felt that he should have won. Yeah, I, I'm going to stick by that. Because yeah. at the end of the day, he could have lost it by this point. It would have been over with, and that's it. We wouldn't have even been talking about Cody and his story. It would have been done and dusted, and that's it. We can move on. But instead now, we, we haven't moved on. We haven't had you know the ending to that story yet. And they have to do it, man. Otherwise, what was the point of building this guy up for, for the whole year? You what, know what I mean? Cody? To sell a bunch yeah. of fucking t-shirts and tickets. Come on, man. Which they did. Cody, part of the reason Cody signed back with WWE was to get that championship, man. I guarantee you that was discussed. You th- you think that you think that Cody's you think that Cody's big deal when he came back to WWE was I want the title? I truly think he wants it. You can call it a prop. You can call it whatever you want. But there's some wrestlers. Bret Hart is one of those guys, Chris, that, that really fucking took that championship serious, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And really stood by what that belt made, meant to him. I think Cody is very similar in that, in that sense. I think he looks at that championship as a bigger deal than just a prop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can call him a mark. You can call those type of wrestlers mark tards, whatever. The point is, that's their dream. Pun intended, you know what I mean? That was his dream, and he wants to fulfill that dream, not just for himself, but for his family. And see, I, I really believe that that Cody's dream and the way that he finishes his story, you know, you talked about his dad being Dusty Rhodes. I think that the way he really finishes the story and fulfills his father's dream is to show up next WrestleMania in polka dots. And, uh, <laughs> and that's when they will boy. put it on him, Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Exactly. All right. So let's talk about Rampage, guys, because we we actually have to talk about AEW, not CM Punk oh, all day. How do we um, go from that to this now? Right? It's I mean, it's, it's a it's really fucking hard, man. And it was hard. To it's spend. hard, bro. But yo, but at least at least we're kicking things off right. Absolutely. That's right. right. Absolutely. Hook versus Rocky Romero <laughs> for the God, FTW man. Championship. Um, look, I like, I like hook, you know, I, I think that the kid has something. I think that he definitely has some charisma and he's physically, he's, he's physically capable of wrestling. Like he's definitely an athlete. Um, Romero is fine too. Like fine. (laughs) Um, 
And I like that Hook is selling more lately, and he has been selling more lately. But is Rocky Romero the guy to have him sell 80% of a match to? No. 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 I I don't think people understand the assignment. You know, if I walked into the locker room and saw my name on the board against Hook, I'd be like, yes, this is perfect. I am just going to get thrown around until it is time for me to pass out. It's the easiest night. The kid can barely do anything, right? And that's not a knock on him. This is more so um, like just a fact of how inexperienced he is due to time. You know, if you extrapolate the time he's been in the ring, he's actually very, very far ahead of where he should normally be. Uh But the problem is that time is still very short and he doesn't get the reps that he needs. And one of the things that you can see I don't know if you guys notice this. You have to notice it. Even if you're not like have a have a what you would say a trained eye or whatever. But you have to notice that after literally everything Hook does, he like leans over to the person cuz he's waiting for instructions. So if you ever wonder why Hook looks like he's leaning in after everything, he's like what next? What next? You know? Maybe it's because he has memory problems. Maybe it's because no one laid anything out with him in the first place and just said, just listen to me out there, kid. I can see Rocky Romero being like grizzled and be like, yeah, just listen to me out there, kid. And then, we'll and then the just, ring, kid. yeah. And then he doesn't call it. <laughs> so it has to be like, what's next? You know, like you see, you see these kinds of things in this matches, but you know, it's to me, it looks like a regression. He was looking much better in his first handful of matches than he has in his he last sure handful of matches bit. because, yeah, because these people are misunderstanding the assignment. They think they need to be kicking the shit out of this kid. You know, this kid who's only lost three combined matches and one of them was like in a tag team match, I think. <laughs> you know, maybe two of them. So, um, you know, that being said, I would love to be in that situation to show him how it's done. You know, it's very, very easy. You try to get over on him. He gets over on you, you you know, and then you cheat real quick, do something just a little bit, and then let him beat you up some more and choke you out. It's very simple. Rocky simple, Romero's right? out there doing way too much. You don't suplex him on the apron. Don't suplex anybody on the apron on Rampage. Are you kidding? This is Rampage. You understand me? <laughs> it's not even on the... It's Rampage, baby. It's not even on the right <laughs> night. Like, how dare you? So, um... Yeah, just Rocky doing way too much as usual. And the same same criticism goes to the fucking, those Jericho idiots, you know, the 2.0. Like, they do the same. They always, for some reason, they always find themselves in a match with Hook, beating the shit out of him for some reason. The two comedy jobbers, like, you know, be, beating up the uh, al- the almost undefeated, you know, cold-hearted, handsome devil. Like, it's, you, you're misunderstanding the assignment, guys. Yep. Um, you know, so I, even as much as I love Hook, it pains me to watch this. But the important thing is, eventually, he did throw Rocky Romero around and choke him out. So I got what I wanted. Um, a la carte choice number one fulfilled. What about you guys? It's a little undercooked, but it's all right. Yeah. Well, for me, and, and the thing is that you and I have been big supporters of Hook from day dot, bro. If you remember, all the yeah. way since he debuted, we were singing his praises. But they've gone backwards with him, Vet. They really have. And you know this. I mean, look at him. He comes out with a backpack now. Where is he going to school? Is that where he's well, going? He always, in fairness, he always had the backpack. But Yeah, but now... The matches like, weren't on, as bad. 
Right, no, the matches were way you better. You could overlook man. it. You could overlook it. Think right. about it. They were building him slowly and rightfully, right? I don't think they knew what they were doing, really, to be fair. It's just the fans, no, no. you know, they got him over. The fans put him over, and they just kept going with it, and then they screwed it up, right? And There was no plan. Right like many right, things no in plan. AEW, there was no just plan. no plan. Yeah, and now they're at that point where it's like, okay, well, we don't have a what? plan, but we don't really... Uh, I guess just haven't beat Rocky or Mar they just they're just you know just throwing shit out there. So they have I don't no know is it is it man. people just coming up and volunteering to work with yes. Hook? Like is that the only Probably. way he's even getting matches now? Dude, this what, is, what does his very understand. vocal father have to say about all this? <laughs> oh man, the thing about AEW though, they truly don't understand or don't know how to actually have something that's over right organically and actually continue on with with that heat that he's already got they truly don't know how to capitalize on anyone getting over because they've they been in backwards. that situation they've been they've gotten themselves in that situation i want to say times. accidentally 10 times yeah in the, in the last four years easy, where something bro. organically gets over with the crowd and then they just completely drop the ball i uh, like the thing that's coming to mind right now is wardlow and willow right. actually yeah, we got both it. of those right. Both of those Athena acts, too. Yeah, Athena, they got over with the crowd. People were like, "Oh yeah, I like this. Yeah, this is this is cool. I like this." And then they just dropped the ball for no apparent reason. I remember when Wardlow lost that TBS title. I think the second time to to Powerhouse Hobbs and Jimmy. You and I were like, "Well, that's it for Wardlow. Thanks for coming, <laughs> kid. You're not getting How back." And and I remember people on Twitter being like, "Oh, you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They're, they'll be, they'll protect him. Wardlow's going to be fine." Protect Wardlow him, disappeared please. after that, and basically the only thing he's done since then is lift up camera equipment backstage. So and, and, and threaten people. Yeah, that's it. Look, that's he that's, also. That's I guess all. he headbutted Ar Fox last week. So oh, big business deal. is picking up. Oh wow. They still or don't he, know what to he, do with Wardlow. He quick he quickly nestled his head into his chest. That's another way of putting know. it. Oh, God. I mean, guys, how do they screw up something? I mean, think how hot he was, right? I'm talking about Wardlow. That match with MJF, where he buried him, bros. Mm -hmm. He buried him. Perfect. Yep. And then they totally, totally went downhill from that point onwards, man. Because they didn't know what to do. Yep. And I bet they would have even. I bet they would have even thought. That that match should have been a 50-50 competitive match, and I <laughs> bet it was MJF who said, "No, he's got to kill me," because yeah, that's course. exactly what I thought at the time. Right. I was like, "He better kill MJF without even that's a struggle." What we were saying too, and he did, and I think that was MJF because it doesn't look like anybody else over there thinks like that. So, or thinks, or oh. thinks, right? Yeah. And there's no excuses anymore, guys. That's it. No one can tell me otherwise because they prove it over and over again. That they truly don't know how to capitalize on anybody, man. Yeah. They don't know how to move yeah. forward. They only know how to go backwards, man. They know how to debut somebody after a signing. Yeah, that's well, it. sometimes, yeah. sometimes, well. yeah, you know, and you, it's it's so bad sometimes where like the debut can be so good, and then they follow it up with the worst possible fucking <laughs> follow up that you could possibly fucking imagine. Jimmy, tell that how excited I was after Winter is Coming one. Two years ago or three years ago, whenever when oh, yeah, it was debuted. about three years ago, he right. was overly excited. I've never seen him like that. I kid you not. He was. I that don't happy. even he was just... like Sting. 
I don't even <laughs> like Sting. And I was like, and I was like, fuck, man. Okay, this could be such a cool gimmick for Sting because at the time he's like a little over sixty, right? So I'm thinking to myself, oh man, Sting doesn't need to talk at all. He can just be like this avenging angel thing in AEW, who's like, you you don't see him, you don't get interviews with Sting. Sting's not with anybody, right? He's just every once in a while you'll see like the bad guys doing something dastardly, and then like you'll see a spot of Sting up in the rafters watching, right? And then. Every once in a while when the bad guys are doing something really, truly terrible, when they're ganging up on somebody like eight on one and they're just kicking the shit out of them, all of a sudden lights go out, lights come back on, Sting's in the ring with his bat and he's just fucking beating the shit out of everybody with the bat and then he disappears again and you don't see him again until the next time that you need the avenging angel Sting to come back, right? That would have been so perfect. And instead, the week after he debuted, He's in the ring doing an interview with Tony Schiavone, yucking it up, going, ah, hey, I'm glad to be here, guys. All right. Aren't you excited to see me? I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Steve. I mean, I mean, I'm Sting. Sting. I'm Sting. All right. Remember me from WCW? I was in WCW, guys. Yeah. It was like, fuck. Ball and it's dropped like- and then shattered. Gone. <laughs> it's fucking finished. Winter is coming, man. Jesus Christ. Well, that's AEW. And you know what, man? It's true. It's facts. I used to give it the I used to try to give him the benefit of the doubt. But all these companies is an indie promotion with a lot of fucking money. That's all it is. They book that way like an indie promotion. They are a fucking indie promotion with just the bells and whistles. Tell me if tell me when They're I'm not even lies. an indie promotion. <laughs> Most indie promotions are trying to make money. Are they? Because they're always yeah, losing they're money. Trying. Time, I mean, but, yeah, well, yeah. trying, but that's the carny shit about wrestling, right? It's like right. they're trying to make money. So they make money by paying the guys in hot dogs, but like they try to make money at least. This company is literally just a kid playing 2K, but in real life. That's all it is. Yeah. Wins it's and crap. losses matter, boys. Just remember but, that. But they got hooked. So I'm going to tune in. <laughs> yeah, they got hooked. I'm going to give my grade. They also have of- Jimmy Utah. I'm going to give my grade now. A for hook. All right, continue. A for hook. All right, Jimmy Utah. He says that he's not liked, but he doesn't care. Um, he's respected, and that's enough. And he, wa- and he wants the, the pure championship tonight in the main event. He says, I'm, a, I'm an asshole, and I, I'm, a, I'm a little shit, but I, I don't care. And I thought to myself, I've never heard anyone refer to themselves as a little shit before, ever. This is stupid. <clears throat> what but can we was, say man Stupid. but it was wheeler yuda so whatever man this uh, more on you to later say? yeah, yeah. More on i'll reserve later. my comments for later all right up next we have a couple of thicker bodied women is statlander <laughs> and diamante actually had a pretty good match i oh yeah i'm not even i'm not even gonna they they did i i honestly said i th- i think that the opening 3 minutes of this might have been the best 3 minutes i've ever seen out of statlander mm-hmm. um nobody tripped over the other and they were working a match that was two big like heavyweight women right which is a you know it's Careful, okay <laughs> okay <clears throat> okay sure i assume um, diamante is uh her she's heavier because of her center lower center of gravity not pretty much any... <laughs> yep 
Um, but the way that they worked this, I liked it. Where, okay, like normally in AEW, you get a situation where somebody lands a punch, right? And then the other person lands a punch, and then they just do punch exchanges, right? And then they just, everybody's throwing 800 punches at once, and nobody's selling shit, right? And they're just throwing all the fucking punches, and nothing, nothing means anything. In this match, Diamante threw one punch, right? Statlander wobbled, backed up, reset. Diamante landed another punch, and Statlander dropped. It was like, oh my god. So they've figured out how to sell strikes in this fucking match. It sounds like wrestling somehow, school, Chris. Somehow, they figured out how to sell strikes in this fucking match. They did that probably three times in this match where I was expecting the big fucking, oh yeah, we're going to do 18,000 punches, and instead they just did one, sold, and then, like, moved on right it was like one big punch you fall down i sell my hand we move on to the next fucking spot it was like i was watching somebody who like really understood how wrestling is meant to look it was crazy to watch especially considering it was a fucking statlander match um but anyway these two did a really good job if you're a fan of chris statlander go watch this fucking match because this was her best match i'm not kidding this was the best Chris Statlander match I've ever seen. And not because it was fantastic, but because it was basically right. Well, <clears throat> if you're a fan of Chris Statlander, I'm sure you're already watching it. Yeah. Because if you even know who she is, you're definitely watching everything she does. That's true. Uh, I didn't see this, so I'm glad to hear it was nice. Neither I mean, did I, actually. I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. Uh, but unfortunately, these announcers' skills do not extend to that sort of 1930s radio broadcasting, and they just didn't really draw me into it. So right. while I had the phone on the counter with my Bluetooth earpiece while I was doing other things, I did not get to see these amazing uh, punches. Right. Okay. Amazing. So at the end, Mercedes oh, Martinez gets involved, um, and she, she beats up Statlander a little bit, and then Willow comes to save Statlander. And I thought this was weird. Um, Willow came to make the save. And instead mm -hmm. of hitting the ring and making the save, she hit she she hit the apron and dragged Statlander out to rescue her. And then her and Statlander backed up the ramp while Mercedes Martinez and Diamante held the ring. I, uh, I just thought, like, faces should be the ones in the ring. The people backing away should be the heels, right? Well, uh, unless that's 101, right, Chris? I mean... un unless we're telling the story <laughs> that they're outnumbered, but they weren't. It was a two-on-two -two situation. Like, faces should be the ones holding the ring saying, come on and fight, and heels should be the one backing away saying no, right? Am I... I think Am... so. I think so. I think so. But uh, perhaps Willow just was, you know... She didn't want to get Anakin Skywalkered, and she just respected the high ground, right? <laughs> it's a you know what high ground. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but you know what's funny though, Chris? It wasn't just this matchup. Later on in Collision, we had a similar sort of situation again involving baby faces doing the heel thing. So I I've given up, boys. I don't know what to say anymore when it comes to this company. They they're they they're ass backwards, man. Like they're bass I backwards. Mean, no kidding. Yeah, bass. Bass. I would also like to say that um, uh, Willow does not have the, like the hottest music to come down and make a save. 
to music. It's actually kind of funny because when she was making the save, Mercedes, Mar- when they were backing up, right? So they're backing up away from the ring and Mercedes Martinez is holding the ring, is holding the rope. Literally, she's holding the ropes open like, come on, come on, come on. And I'm like, oh, this is so fucking stupid. And then they switch back to, to Willow backing up. And then they switch back to Mercedes Martinez, who was in the ring, and she was doing a little dance to Willow's number. And I was just like, this company. Yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah this, man. Uh, well, like Labrat said in the chat, Chris needs to stop trying to use logic to understand right. AEW. Well, anyway. So he's actually right. I, my brain, my brain continues to work, and maybe I need to drink before I do these reviews. <laughs> I don't know. Um <laughs> Daniel Garcia says that his confidence is at an all-time low leading into this greatest tournament of all time. People are saying it's the greatest tournament ever, but he's only here to eat pins, which makes him feel bad. Aw. Hmm. You remember that uh, commercial? I forget what it was for. It might have been like Snickers or something like that. I don't know. It was like <laughs> it was like the football, it was like the football commercial. And then the, the like one of the linemen is sitting on the bench and the coach goes over and he's like, Hey man, what's wrong? And he's like, when people boo, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> like that's what Daniel Garcia sounded like in this. He, yeah. his delivery sounded earnest. And if he were saying something cool, I would have liked to hear his, <laughs> you know, hear him deliver in this way. But he was saying something that was like very unmanly and, and wimpy and, uh, I just, I didn't like it. I would have preferred his acting ability to be used on something better. Somebody please hand Daniel Garcia better things to say. And if this is him improvising it, please stop and get somebody to hand you better things to say. (laughs) Give him a Snickers. You know what, man? You're not yourself. You're not yourself when you're hungry. You might gain weight too if you eat a Snickers. That's that's true. Uh, I think you need to do. And I I was saying as a joke, but not really joking to Chris while we're watching uh, this shit, that Shouldn't they hire either friggin' Disco Inferno or or Alex Wright, you know, as his corner man, where at least you know they can dance all together and shit? If you're gonna do the dancing gimmick, why not, right? I mean, shit. The thing well, is, Disco Inferno has a job, so he's not coming. <laughs> Disco the thing is, they don't know how to. They don't know how to lean into this. Because I've been saying that they should lean into the dancing gimmick for a long time. And every time he does the dance, he gets a reaction from the crowd. But he does the dance as like, oh, I'm going to do the dance. And then I'm going to go right back to wrestling exactly the same way that I always do. And not be smiling and not be happy. And it's not, I don't like doing the dancing. The dancing is just something I've been told to do because I did it once on TV. And it got a reaction. But I'm fucking angry that I have to do the dancing because I don't like dancing. And I'm a serious pro wrestler, goddammit. And I shouldn't have to do the dancing. And it's like, bro, what are you doing? Make money. like. Fuck. I think I think he likes the dancing. Do you? I think, I think he's he I think he's playing off. it exactly the way he thinks it should be played, and that's another problem. Daniel Garcia going with his instincts. Don't yeah. do it. Do those two hundred fifty push-ups. Make sure you're still hitting those two hundred fifty push-ups, Daniel. That's all you need to worry about doing. Everything else doesn't matter. You're that's there right. to eat. And the remember, pins. remember, doesn't have to be consecutive. Just right. sometime you in the break day. it up. Yeah, do ten once an hour. Mm-hmm. Oh, Labrat hit the nail on the head. He needs to embrace the dancing like Lola from NXT. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. 
He does. Why not? All right, next up, Go the Kingdom it. versus oh. local talent. Um, Holy fucking shit. I'm sorry. I don't want to step on you, but you said the Kingdom. And then we were talking about promos and whatever after this. The, the match, whatever. We're not even going to talk about that. There was no match. No. But these fucking guys still. And then this promo after this. You know, these like guys talked a long time, like, <laughs> and it was bad. It was really bad. Like Matt Taven still got his, the worst catchphrase that anybody's ever had, which is just them saying I'm Matt Taven. And he still worked that in, into a promo where it didn't need to be and didn't make any sense. And they're making, twice. yeah, they're making uh, jokes like puns about people's necks and everything. Like they think this is a real thing and they, there's too many of this. This is like, um, this is like a, uh, not even like a Saturday Night Live sketch. This is like a, a Keenan and Kel Nickelodeon level, <laughs> like sketch comedy, like what they're doing, like all of this, everything with Roderick Strong, everything with MJF and them. This is all Nickelodeon sketch comedy level of skills, not even SNL, which is already terrible. Now you're, now you're, you know, 90s, 2000s Nickelodeon level. NXT is kind of like Hannah Montana, but wrestling ring. This, <laughs> yeah, this Keenan and Kel, but wrestling ring. And it's really, really bad. Like, this is super your bad. local all access, like cable TV show from your <laughs> local kids at the high school is what it is. And, and WWE stuff is really bland and boring and it sucks a lot of times. And their attempts at comedy fall flat a lot of times. But when you watch shit like this, like Matt Taven's promo, you understand why they overly script everybody. It's to avoid like, well, at least we're not going to do a kingdom promo. You know, like if we if we script out all this stuff for, you know, Alpha Academy or whatever, whoever, whoever gets handed scripts for comedy or whatever, they're like, at least whatever they do won't be as bad as Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. It's a it's a good it's a good bet. It's a good bet. I'm quite sure Triple H has said those exact words probably in creative <laughs> meetings. Like, okay, look, tonight may not be the best, but at least it won't be the kingdom. Yeah, it'd be better than Matt Taven. Um, yeah. All right. So we get into the main event, and uh, it's uh, it's the for the pure championship, which is a thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, they explain the pure championship rules in 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 finite detail, and. Um, I got to be honest with you. My eyes kind of glazed over at this point and I wasn't paying attention because it was really boring. Oh. Oh. Um, well, you see, I'll explain it to you now and I'll do it more excitingly. Okay. Yeah. So they get three road breaks. No, just okay. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Uh, well, but I was going to ask breaks. you, like, do you, I was going to, I was going to legitimately ask you, like, what do you think of the pure rule set? I, I think Jimmy Peace. and I've talked about it in the past, but like, you know, what, what, what does Chris Ams think of the, the pure rules? Uh, Tell them what you said to me. Other than, like, well, now I know you said your eyes glazed over, but uh, okay, okay. I have a question to ask, and th this will okay. maybe explain a little bit about what I think about the pure rules. It's a good question um, too. So, so vet regular wrestling rules, just like there's there's mm. rules in wrestling, right? At least there used to be. There used to Allegedly. be. I don't fucking know, right? Uh, there used to be. Um, you're not allowed to hit somebody with your closed fist, right? Like th mm -hmm. this is a thing that I've seen the referee do, mm -hmm. like to people. My entire in normal time wrestling, wrestling rules, 
Yep. Right. Yep. Not That's pure. Right. Not pure. Right. Well, hold on now, Jimmy. No hold punching. He's getting somewhere. No punching. Right. And then in this match, they're like, they're like, one of the special rules is no closed fist punching. And I went, what? <laughs> special? That's just a wrestling rule. What the fuck are you talking about? The, and this, you, you know what really, what really, like when I'm watching this and I'm seeing they're fucking going on and on and on and on and on about the fucking pure rules, the pure rules, the pure rules, and they're talking about it, and then they're explaining it to me in the match, and they're going into it, and it's into detail and all this other shit, right? And I just went, this is why you need to enforce the regular rules in a regular match. Because all of a sudden you're saying that there's all these special fucking rules and everything. So all it seems like to me is an excuse to get the fucking referees some spotlight. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's an actual match type. This just mm-hmm. looks like an excuse to get the fucking refs on TV. And it wasn't even Aud- Aubrey Edwards. Like... I don't know what they're doing in this company if they're not trying to highlight Aubrey Edwards, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but also half of the fucking rules in this match are just wrestling rules. And I went like, guys, closed fist is like a thing. That's a Mm -hmm. thing that I've heard my entire time watching pro wrestling. And if you would fucking Mm -hmm. enforce that, then you wouldn't have to, then you wouldn't have to fucking specify it for this match. That's why it's pure bullshit rules. Chris, anyway, I didn't think these were the two guys to do this fucking match. And also, I think that the forced handshake, no matter what, at the end is fucking stupid. I think that a lot of this is just. I don't know, man, I. They need to fucking enforce the actual rules during the regular wrestling, and then they wouldn't have to try to and then they wouldn't have to try so hard when it comes to a pure championship. I like the idea of of like a more legitimate sports style. I'm just trying to pin you to the mat like matches. I like those. Okay, when Benoit and Angle used to have their fucking sets of matches in the past, where they would do that kind of thing, I fucking love that shit. I eat that shit up. But this was just stupid. Jimmy, I keep telling you, just fucking smoke on camera, man. Everyone can hear you. Everyone knows what you're doing. You're smoking a bowl. It's okay. Um, well, you could hear me? You couldn't hear that. Yes, I could. Oh, shit. I was a... Anyway, okay. Yes, I could. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's my thought on the on the pure championship All right. and well, the pure rules. Without, I don't want to take up too much time on it. I just wanted to ask you know what you thought, but I, I will give you a little bit of a clarification. Now, see, when they brought the pure championship back, because I guess it was gone for a while. And then they brought it back during pandemic wrestling times. And I actually thought Ring of Honor had the best weekly show during those times. Like if we're going to have an empty arena with wrestling matches, I think Ring of Honor did it the best at that time because what they did was whoever was going to have a match, they'd have like two matches on the hour show, maybe three. And then they would just, they would just do like a slightly long interview style, like package, kind of like UFC a little bit talking to okay. each person that's and then good. they would just have the match that's good business yeah and they'd be cold matches but those interviews would warm you up for the match yeah. so that's how they would do that and then they would have pure rules matches sometimes and then it so at that point when i was watching that it clicked for me i was like 
to set themselves apart ring of honor should only be pure rules Mm. and then that way you know even having a regular match would seem hardcore like if they had to have like pure rules are off we're blowing off this feud or whatever but i think most of the matches should have been contended under those pure rules instead of as that is the gimmick that only happens once in a while so yeah and like it used to mean something when you had a no holds barred match it was like you were going to see stuff that you never saw in the regular on the regular tv right right now you see everything everywhere the first time i ever saw somebody on wwf say we're gonna have a no holds barred match i remember watching the match and being like holy shit this is different like i was a kid right but i remember thinking to myself they're doing stuff in this match that they're not allowed to do normally this is different look at all these barred holds Um, but 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 legitimately though right if you enforce the rules regularly then it gives you another storytelling device when you don't right Mm -hmm. and if you don't enforce the rules except for the special oh just just for this special match it makes it just kind of look lame yeah so you know now as for the uh as for the punching thing so the explanation for that is that within the regular rules you your referee will have a discretion on what they want to do um you know the referee is well within their rights to disqualify somebody for using a closed fist but i mean that would be lame if they did that so they let closed fist go right that's the whole idea and then the pure rules idea is it's out of the referee's hands if they see it they have to call it it's no longer their discretion that's the rules of the match okay and to prove that at one time, I remember this because it was so fucking funny, but it was like a Monday Night Raw and Ric Flair was like the special referee. And I think it was like, I don't remember if it was like Evolution was feuding with like the Dudley Boys or something, but they, they he was refereeing some match with Bubba Ray in it and Bubba punched the guy and Ric Flair called the whole match off and disqualified him for punching him. He's like, he punches the guy once and Ric Flair's like, whoa, 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 whoa. ring the bell. And it was like, <laughs> right which was funny and they used the spot to get some heat but theoretically any referee could do that if they wanted to to be a dick about it it's like sorry that's the rules they just don't right so because then there would be guys that can only punch you know like austin or the rock and then it's like you take away the punch they have no offense now so that doesn't really work so we got to give them a little leeway but any case yeah so back to the match pure rules uh wheeler yuda versus Katsuyori Shibata. That's right. And um yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother doing this blow by blow or anything because oh. I didn't think the match was worth it. Yuta cheats with a low blow and a DDT for the win, which is against the rules, because apparently you're not allowed to you're not allowed to do moves where the other where your opponent lands on their head. No. Why? Well, because the DDT was illegal. Was it wasn't it? just the low blow. The low blow, yeah, it wasn't just the low blow that the that the announcers were calling as something that was against the rules. The DDT is not allowed either. I didn't get that. Yeah, neither did I. Actually, wait, are you being serious now, Chris? That's what the, I'm just telling you. What the announcers said. I'm not telling you okay, what the actual oh. rules to the fucking match are. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they said. On, on... Maybe anyway. they were. Maybe they meant to. Maybe they, I don't remember what they said exactly. Maybe they meant to just sort of emphasize the point that this man has had a serious skull injury in the past and he shouldn't be getting DDT'd. Like, and he got like that it's head, very man. dangerous. 
and then that could end his uh, career and life. Maybe that's what they meant. Or Listen, if I'm wrestling Katsuyori Shibata, every single fucking offense I do is focused on his head. I'm doing DDT. As long as it's not a driver. close fist and a pure rules match. Pedigrees. I open no palms is all good. <laughs> sure, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna do open Straight palm strikes. Ah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, constantly rabbit punches to the back of his head. <laughs> That's literally what goes on in my head when I see Katsuyori Shibata uh, in a match. Is like an elbow. Only this man is literally only dead by the grace of God and the fact that his opponents don't want to hurt him. <laughs> and you know what's fucked up, right? In Japan, there's wrestlers in the past that have actually died. From Shibata's injuries, fact. That's he's not the only wrestler that's gone through that injury. Others have actually died because of that injury, man. So that is he's very he's and it is right. Shame. He's really he's really like you know. I think he needs to like slow down a little bit, man. He's wrestling way more than he should be, in my opinion. So anyway, after taking a kick to the nuts and an apparently illegal DDT for the finish. Um, he gets up and immediately goes to shake the hand of the man who just kicked him in the balls. They're making, they're making spray my uh, drink out. He's been right. Honor. Code of honor. Co yeah, but the code of honor would wouldn't that wouldn't that include not kicking me in the balls? <laughs> he uh, Shabbat is not the kind of man to make excuses. I'm, if you couldn't I'm, prevent yeah. the kick in the balls, then he's still got to shake the man's hand. No, I get it. Listen, I, I used to work with people who had, uh, you know, severe uh, uh, mental damage from from mm -hmm. from head trauma. So I understand sometimes yeah, they don't remember. Yeah, it's just increase. Don't yeah. worry. Mm -hmm. like, you know? He's like, what? Are we are we having a match now? Is, it, is the match starting? We're shaking hands? Okay, shake hands. All right. He Why forgot what happened for? to him. <laughs> yeah, <balls> exactly. <laughs> Fucking Jesus anyway. Christ. <clears throat> that was... W, so, so we that, done was, with, uh, that was Rampage. That was Rampage. Yeah. So now we, it's time for the wreckage officially. <laughs> yeah, the wreckage begins. All right, here we go. Yay! <laughs> Collision begins worse. with Eddie Kingston being meta. He was like, oh, we are we still doing this thing where we do the videos beforehand? All right. All right. Well, I'm I'm here and I'm gonna I'm gonna wrestle, guys, and I'm way too cool for this. Out. Giancarlo. <laughs> Who the baseball player? Fucking idiot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so no, the cameraman. Dancing. Right. So then Brody King is also there and he has a beard. And uh Daniel Garcia was being Daniel Garcia. Mm -hmm. That yeah. those those were the pre the pre-show videos. Mm. <clears throat> Kevin Kelly begins the show by saying that fans all over the world are talking about the Continental Classic, which I checked Twitter this morning, and they absolutely are not. Not anymore, at least. <laughs> Someone mentioned blue. Uh, we're getting some blue team <laughs> sides. Uh, Why do they go with gold and blue? I, I mean, doesn't it make the blue section come across a second rate? Yes. Serious question. You know I'm right. Yeah, yeah, you're probably yes, right. Yes. Could you shut that song <laughs> off, please? <laughs> yeah, I hate the song too, bro. Trust okay. me. Um, I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the significance is of gold and blue. There's probably something to it, but I mean. Yeah. Oh, before we continue, though, I need to ask Vetti a serious question because 
Okay. I need to know what Vet thinks about this. Okay. So, can I ask you, and I'm not sure, I'm not 100% certain I've been told certain different things. Is the Ring of Honor World Championship officially going to be no more after this tournament? I don't know. That's the problem. Any other questions? None of us know. <laughs> no, I don't know either. That's why I'm asking you. I just want some transparency that this company is not actually giving me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't. I'm not sure they know. They might. They might just be giving themselves the length of this tournament oh. to figure it out and come to a satisfactory decision, which they won't. Yeah, I don't think everyone will be satisfied. Surely. All right. Well, the opening match tonight is Garcia versus uh, Claudio. Yum, 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 Nolly. Um, Cesaro. Yum, yum, Nolly. Cesaro. Oh, yeah. Malachi Black called him Cesaro <laughs> later, and I'm allowed to do that. Heck, even Dasha did a few weeks ago by announcing him as Cesaro and not ha. Claudio Costa Nolly. Yeah. Well, secondary promotion. <clears throat> anyway, the announcers really wanted us to believe that Daniel Garcia is the underdog for the match, which means we had to endure about 20 near finishes where Danny Garcia kicks out and escapes from submissions and just sticks around way longer than I would have liked. But, you know, he's the underdog and he's, he's not going to just quit. And he's, he's not just here to take the pins, even though he... Literally took the pin tonight. Underdog. Yes, but he's not just here to do right. that. Yeah, no, right. He's here to... That's just one of the things he's here to do. He's here to annoy me and make the matches way too long and then take the pin. Yep. <clears throat> cool. Claudio wins with the Ricola bomb. Mm -hmm. Sounds like pasta or cheese. Yep. Like Jerome Hall says, yum, yum, do you, yum. Do you not have Ricola some. where you're from, Jimmy? <laughs> What the fuck is Ricola? Isn't that Are you serious right now? I'm serious. What is the, it? The, the cough drop. The, please. I guess Australia, not only on top of not existing, they don't have Ricola cough drops. Ricola more, cough proof, drops. more proof that all they right, don't all right. exist. If they're, if they're cough drops, right, then uh, why does he why does he name his finisher, you know, after cough drops? I don't know. Remember, this is the man it's who knocked his own teeth out taking a slingshot into the <laughs> ring post, okay? <laughs> I see. He's I see, Swiss, see. and Ricola is a Swiss brand. Sounds like, yeah. he got off, he got off, he got off. He should be start, should right. come out of all that. the things he could have named his moves after, he chose the cough drop because <laughs> he takes this business about as seriously as the rest of AEW does. So, well, you know, again, he knocked his own teeth out on the <laughs> fakest move ever. <laughs> so that just shows you his level of intelligence. I can never take this man seriously again after that. I used to like him. Um, but you hey, high five bet. for North Americans who know what <laughs> cough drops are. Yay. Oh, <laughs> screw you. All of you. God damn All it. Right. Are they really cough drops? Yes. Eddie Kingston. Even is... Dean knows that. Why didn't I know this? Eddie Kingston is backstage. And um, he tells us that the only thing he's ever wanted in life is to wrestle in Japan fucking mark uh that's hey. it <laughs> bye eddie that was all he had to say it's just i, I he, all, he also asked it. if that was enough time and and if Giancarlo was going to wrap him up and he didn't wrap him up uh because yeah. it wasn't time so he had to keep talking yeah eddie kingston very meta he's like the deadpool of aew mm -hmm. he's 
he he understands that he's in a TV show. Yeah. Anyway, next we have Kill Switch facing the boys. It's a squash match. The Isn't boys Kill Switch a band. Kill Switch Engage is a is a band. Oh, oh sorry, I see Engage. The boys squeal okay. a bunch as they're taking offense, which is fine except for when the offense is a choke slam because you shouldn't be able to breathe. So if you're squealing while you're going up, I know they're not. You're not actually being choked. You're just being lifted in the air kindly by someone who doesn't want to hurt you. After the match, the large masked man beats up the boys before Edge shows up from the crowd this time. This was one of those sneaky ones where the music played and then, and then you know, it looked like he wasn't going to be able to beat up Killswitch because Killswitch was ready for him. And he was like, yeah, that will... This time your music hit and I'm looking at the at the apron and you can't beat me up. So Edge came in from behind him and hit him and beat him up. And then he hit him with a couple concertos and a stomp. He hit him with the curb stomp. And then he hit him with another concerto. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and just quality. I, I have had Ricola fucking cough drops. God damn it. And they do sell them here. I just looked it up. Thank you, Jay, <laughs> in the chat. Yeah, Ricola. Yeah, cool move. Sorry, just had to say that. Continue yeah. on, Chris. No, it's cool. Anyway, backstage, Lexi Nair is waiting for Edge. And uh, she's like, oh, well, Adam, uh, hi. Uh, what happened out there? And, and then Edge is like, Lexi, it's nothing personal, but I need you to leave now. Yeah. I need you to leave because I'm going to get serious now. And I'm going to talk about my friend, Jay. Or maybe I should call him Christian Cage because that's what we've been calling him and that's what all of the merch and everything is in. But I'm going to call you Jay anyway to confuse people who are lit, who are watching the show. Boys, can Main I ask, Jay Riso? One... <laughs> Main event Jay Riso, yeah. But has Edge had one too many hits to the head, you think? This is the sure. dumbest promo I've ever heard him freaking say, man. He was very, very upset about wrestling angle. Um He's upset because Jay threatened to injure him. And uh, like everything else Edge has done since coming to AEW, this took too long. <clears throat> well, hey, Aaron so, Ben Schlemmer. So, go ahead, Jimmy. Sorry. Yeah, wants to know why he hits him with a concerto when that was what he used to do as a heel. Because you're going to hear it here first. Edge will become a, he a heel and, and will join up with Christian. I mean, the signs are there. But then again, this is AEW. Why am I thinking that they're thinking ahead because they truly don't so I'm no, just this is just classic shot. classic baby face heat jimmy oh Everybody yeah knows that look yeah um i do i first i would like to acknowledge that i find it hilarious that chris is going to keep calling him edge but he is totally going to acknowledge and respect the kill switch decision <laughs> uh i will just say for anybody that's not aware somehow and has been listening to this and doesn't get the facetiousness of it that he's referring to Luchasaurus, by the way. So, um, Kill Switch is Luchasaurus now. If you weren't able to watch Dynamite or whenever this shit happened that Christian did this embarrassing thing, uh, then um, the other thing is this, just because of this, this automatically, uh, I, I, can't, I, I can't get invested. Like, as a fan, I cannot be invested in taking this man seriously. You came out of the crowd. You you left the WWE and you came out of the crowd. 
to attack a guy in a dinosaur mask who just changed his name to Kill Switch. I don't think this is the creative that you were probably hoping for or angling for uh, when you decided that you were tired of, you know, the same old stuff or that they decided they were tired of you or whatever the deal was. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. It may have been mutual, mutual or it may have been more one-sided on their end. Who knows? Um, but regardless, uh, you are not making lemonade out of this. You're just dropping the lemons on the floor and stepping on them Recalls? and then putting them in a pitcher. Um, you are not making chicken salad out of this. You are just cleaning the chicken coop and putting it on my plate. <laughs> um, everything that you've done since you've been here has been the drizzling shits. You ought to be embarrassed <laughs> that you were ever a wrestler. And this is now retroactively damaging everything you've ever done in your career, which, to be honest, wasn't ever really that good. I think the best thing Say Edge it, ever bit. did Say it, fuck yeah. was the time he dressed up like Ric Flair, pretended to chop that pedestrian in, in a Road Rage uh, <laughs> I remember parody. <laughs> I think that's the that best thing Edge has ever done. And, that parody um, was legit, by the way, Vet. If you remember, it was Ric Flair that got himself. Yeah, yes, I know. I know. Yeah. That's that's why I said it's a parody of a real event. That's that's what parodies are. They talk about real things. Right. So, um, yeah. So, like, basically, this is uh, I, I we reap what we sow is basically uh, the lesson here. Um. So yeah. Bro, the best meme that I saw from last night, like the best one, <clears throat> and I mean. Props to the internet, by the way. The internet is undefeated. There's so many funny fire, fucking memes bro. from last from last night. The best one that I saw is a picture of CM Punk, and he's looking towards hard cam, and the caption says, oh, "Why are there good. people on the hard cam side?" <laughs> that was fucking good, man. Dude, send that to me. Can you, Chris, so then I can show everybody here, man? Because that was a great meme, man. No shit. I'm actually reasonably certain I did, but. Did you, I will say I, I will say this at least though about the you know the internet undefeated thing they they take some L's here and there for example every single one of those people was confidently saying how CM Punk would never show up in the WWE again yeah that's true <clears throat> that's true not me Vet <clears throat> not you Jimmy you knew it all along <laughs> I Jimmy did. knew he was did he text you did he say don't tell anybody Jimmy but I'm showing up. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he did. He did. Phil sent me the text. He said, "Hey, I'm I'm appearing," and yeah, I tuned in. I had my own inside sources, and I'm talking about pasta sources. Just anyway, anyway, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Like I said, um, just like everything else, Edge has done took too long. I didn't like it. Um, <clears throat> next up, uh, Malachi Black with uh, one of the coolest entrances in wrestling, ruined by Buddy Matthews. Uh, <laughs> and they're going to face Commander and Gravity. Mm. You know what makes Gravity more palatable? What? Following Edge. Because <laughs> at least Gravity was never under any pretense of being serious. That's true. At least he didn't rant into the camera for five minutes after beating no. up a dinosaur with a chair. It at least no. he's becoming more creative with his look every week. Right, right now, he's in a space like suit. He's, he's always like, been in a space suit. He, he he's not he's man. more he's more believable that he's walking on the moon than Edge is that he really wants to. You know, but fight. that's a lack of gravity. Yeah, yeah. Maybe saying. he's like he's on the edge. Whatever he's doing is more believable <laughs> than whatever Adam Copeland is doing. Yeah, uh, Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland on Edge. 
Great book. Anyway, um, this should have been a squash. Instead, we get the same nonsense we always get. Oh, my guys God. AW. Uh, Did we not say this at the start of the match, by the way, Chris? We, we go, this should be two seconds, but it's going to last 10 minutes. And that's exactly what happened. But anyway. So I was on. watching this on a feed with Jimmy, and I'm sure he heard me audibly groan when <laughs> Commander and Gravity came out. So I just, oh, fuck. Um, God damn. The ref watches people blatantly cheat. <laughs> What's the comment? What loses comment? <laughs> uh liz says when you saw the graphic it looked like commander gravity as in all one all one sentence yeah the timu version of buzz lightyear (laughs) Uh, oh man that gets a star liz there you go liz takes the the comment crown for the night um good for you liz um anyway the ref watches people blatantly cheat and then he just arm dances he does this Oh, fucking hell, bro. Basically, he's like talking to an Italian, right? He's not actually doing anything. <laughs> like, hey, what's going on about the here? Hey, <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, 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 hey. That's, uh, that's against the rules. Uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this would be more at home on NXT with Tony D'Angelo and the family. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. be careful what you wish for, Vet. You might just get it in the future, bro. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people going to <laughs> WWE lately. Uh, yeah. I would, yeah, I would, I would say uh, this match was probably deserving of some pure rules, wouldn't you guys say? Like, I think we could have used some here. Yeah, except we got pure crap. Hey, oh. except the the bouncy and the man riff. did the bouncy oh. thing. The the, the bouncy oh. bouncy man did the bouncy thing. It was it's so cool to see it the fortieth time. You know what was dumb as well? Did you see the spot where Commander was? This is right before where. Was it Commander that ran the ropes? It was, right? Not Gravity. Mm-hmm. So Gravity, for whatever reason, both uh, House of Black members grabbed Gravity from the apron, and then they put, placed him back on the apron as Commander ran and, the ropes but, and done no, his midsault. They, they had to make for? sure that the bouncy bounce wasn't contrived. <laughs> so they picked up uh, Gravity like they were going to powerbomb him, but then instead right. they gently they placed, placed him, back him on the yeah. apron together so that he could kick them both in the face right because him <laughs> kicking them in the face is what made it not contrived when bouncy man bounced across the 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 thing and did the bounce spot is because they had just been the kicked in the face by gravity gravity kicked them in the wow. face so they were they were stunned and that's why bouncy man was able to do the bouncy bounce <laughs> bounce bounce oh i see okay well explain this you know what else i noticed about this match boys we know the referees are useless but I've come to the conclusion that no one tells him to count anyway. Because there was a point where everyone was in the ring and you see the ref, he's just, his hands are playing everywhere. They're just, yeah, he's doing this. He's not sure. Really, he should be counting, right? But instead, he's like, he's like all over the place. Really, he looks like he was about, his head was about to explode. Because at least this new guy who's a ref, I kind of like him because naturally he wants to count. But you can see that he's being told, just don't worry about it it doesn't matter just don't count just just sit there and just your whole job wave your don't hands. do it just when it comes to just count three that's it that's all we need you that's to do. it that's it and it's that's it i mean i've come to the conclusion that's how it goes here in his company just like uh, don stevens loves you know when the camera pans and you're supposed to run to the corner as a referee get to the corner to stay out of the camera shot right 
Instead, Aubrey she Edwards does the opposite. She's like, she gets right into the fucking camera shot. It drives me nuts because you see her doing it. Like you see her moving as the camera shot changes. And it's like, what the fuck is she doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? The finish is another curb stomp. It's the third we've seen tonight. Yeah. Um, what the hell's going on with that? What's what's up with that? People like the curb stomp. It's a cool that's why. Movie. That's why Seth Rollins was really saying "fuck you" because somebody oh, yeah. was showing somebody was showing a, a, an episode of Collision on their phone, and he was like, <laughs> "Michael yeah. Cole had to hold him back." So that's mad. a good meme. Someone tell Big Ray to make that because he would. I guarantee they, it. That's a good they sh- one. They should all be doing the GTS instead. That's that's oh, right. God. Yeah. Uh, Darius. Well, there Martin. was a punk reference. <clears throat> there was. We'll get to that. Darius Martin is backstage with Mario Andretti, and. Um, <laughs> They're a tag team, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're we got matches coming up, and we're gonna do the wrestling thing." And then, and then Darius's brother Dean, uh, his little brother Dean, <laughs> shows up on camera. Dean, of course, being an acronym for "Don't engage in aerial nonsense." Uh, don't think about it too much, folks. It works. And also, a Rat Pack reference. It. Two for one. Yeah. Two for one joke there. Hey, Chris, was this the, are you referring to the first or the second time they rolled this clip? Yeah, on the they show? did this twice. I, yeah, the, the second time, honestly, so I'm watching the fucking feed off of Jimmy, like off of Jimmy's thing, right on, on the, on the computer. Right. And I'm watching it and I see it the second time. And I was this close to being like, Jimmy, I think you backed up 15 minutes. No, they just <laughs> replayed the exact same clip twice. And, and whoever in the truck like it may have been the same person even so i was gonna say bonus this guy but then also dock this guy because (laughs) the guy that rolled the wrong clip like tony shivani tried to pitch to whatever they actually showed and then he played this clip but then he quickly threw up a graphic that said earlier tonight like to cover for it like (laughs) we're just letting you know in case you missed it that uh you know, Darius or Darius Dean Martin's Martin. back or whatever. Dean, no, Dean, Dean Martin. Dean Martin, right. sorry. Yeah. Dean Martin. Dante. Was... Dante's his real name. Just just also, for, to, to keep the kill switch and Luchasaurus con- confused. Just, right. yeah. You know, all joking aside. But yes, uh, that guy came back. The the guy who got his ankle shattered into a million He's... pieces, much By like Adam Cole. Stupid. Yeah, doing something stupid or getting something stupid times, done to him. You? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's back. Uh, but they did. They definitely did not mean to show this twice. It was not that momentous of a return. Yeah. It was a. It was a gaffe in the production. Yes. Uh, what was they called? What were they called? High aerial assault or some shit? What were they called again? Top flight. Oh, that's right. Top flight. <laughs> top flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're gonna have top flight and crash. Top flight. Back down Bad to landing. The top flight. Bad <laughs> landing. That's what they should be called. Bad landing. From now on, Chris. That's all we're going to know, man. The, the classic landing. Indiana Jones. Fly, <laughs> yes. Land, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, good. That was, that, was before, <clears throat> that was before they neutered Indiana Jones. Made him a sad old man with a dead son. Anyway, <clears throat> also, in the latest Indiana <laughs> Jones movie, in case you didn't know, they put a chick in it. Made her gay. Lame. Um, <clears throat> oh. South Park the... They got grounded. grounded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, it's a TBS title match. Julia Hart defends against Lady Frost. And uh... wait, wait, wait. Why is Lady Frost number one contender? Did she win a match somewhere? Well, anyone? 
She did. Is she from Iceland now too, right? She, and no, what did they say? No, no. What was she's it? from Imperial Iceland. Ah, that's right. Right. It's a little what's, walled what's, off section of Iceland that I was is I it? said to Jimmy, I was like, I'm not like I don't know all of history, but I don't remember Iceland being an empire. Mm. Well, they're not, but her part of it is because she's delusional. She's also been billed from, and I quote, someplace cold. So cold. Oh, she yeah. switches her uh, hometowns around sometimes. Was That's her name right. Ingrid Cold? Was she related to, <clears throat> to Ingrid, Ingrid Cold, if you know what that is? Anyone? No, she wasn't. No, I don't. Um, okay. I, I have man. in my notes, Look, I know no one cares. Um, <laughs> that's what my notes say. No one cares. Um, that's not true, though. John Enright cares deeply. And mm -hmm. um, because John knows Lady Frost. And uh, this is John's friend. This is John's yeah. friend. So give it up for John's friend. And nobody else cares. No Julia wins. Chris. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's hey, look. Um, <laughs> we didn't. We she from the freezer. We didn't get on this on this or rampage. We didn't get any dark sky. So we have to Not settle for this match sky. instead. We you know what I'm saying. Skies. Instead, yeah, cold skies mm -hmm. instead of dark skies. Also, here's a here's a shoot. Um, for Lady Frost gimmick. I don't think she should be tan. I think there's one of those times when you could be pale and it's better. <laughs> I mean, don't you think that's so? Logic. That's the shameless logic. thing. It'd be all right. Yeah, I, I, she's I'm frosty, serious. Not yeah, freaking, no, yeah. Tan is like nothing. Nothing says cold and chilly and frozen <laughs> like a nice, healthy suntan, right? Like nice Texas maybe, maybe she, tan. <laughs> yeah, so well, it's a two for one. You look scorpion. more in character and you save money on tanning. So. Maybe maybe she's a reptilian. Maybe um, that somebody should do that gimmick. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs is uh, he's big, black, and jacked. And um, I've decided I'm going to buy each of you a T-shirt that says this. But you have to wear it. <laughs> big, black, Sweet. and jacked. That sounds cool. Okay, I got a problem with this. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt that Will Hobbs is big, black, and jacked. Um, right, <laughs> but you know, maybe introduce yourself with that. It's a little late in your run to be just coming up with dumbass catchphrases like this. This is what you do when nobody knows who you are and you're just trying to throw shit out there to see what works. Uh, where's your book, you know, oh, yeah. for example, or any of the That's other the dumb shit? Shop. Yeah, where, where, like, what, what, what's going on? This is this isn't. You know, he handed it in to the to the to the officer in to charge. To the cops, the, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's where his book is. Somewhere in Oakland. Oh. oh, while he went for that walk, remember he was walking the streets of Oakland with his uh, book. Yeah, yeah. and so is that when he, he came to the realization? It. Hey, wait a minute! I'm big. <laughs> I am black, and I'm jacked. Why haven't yeah. I thought of this? I may have yeah. an inside track that somebody is feeding Will Hobbs lines to use because I know a guy who knows a guy who knows Will that Hobbs. He's a wrestler. Ah, there you go. True. And he told me that. And I was like, I'm going to pay extra attention now to things that Will Hobbs says. Um, it's not good. Is it, is yeah. it culture vulturing if, if, if a white dude wears that shit? Um, 
black. No, no. You are supporting Will Hobbs. That's okay. Right. Just wondering. Yeah. Just asking for a friend. Yeah. For a friend. <laughs> for a friend, yeah. Yeah. Don't you? A friend just being just Jimmy T. What's your friend's shirt size? <laughs> Chris needs to know. For never mind. Life. Never mind. Never mind. His As friend, James tell, T. <laughs> James T. I pity That makes me laugh, man. Oh, cool. Thank you, Jerome. Thank you, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, just wondering. Right. Just wondering. All righty. So next up, we have a tag match between FTR and the Seed family from Far Cry. Uh <laughs> God, can we all damn. like click our fingers? Can we do that? No, 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 no. I'm not putting that over. Oh, why can't they call them the Adams family at this point? Why not? Because, because they're doing a different family. That's why. Yeah, uh, it's the Manson family. Oh, why is this match even happening? And um, because you already know the finish, these guys couldn't beat MJF in a handicap match. Why are they going to beat the best <laughs> tag team in the world? Get the fuck out of here! Quit wasting time. Quit going through commercial breaks. And why does every fat guy have to do a boss man slam? <laughs> why does every fat man have to do exactly the same fucking thing? They did a they did a cross body on the fucking outside, and they're like, "Oh, the, the size of that man with a cross body." And then they also did it with fucking Keith Lee later. Look at the size of that cross body. And then they also did it with fucking Brody Lee with Brody King later. Look at the size. Of, we fucking get it. They're large. All right. And losers. Jesus. Really. <laughs> Seriously. Anyway, FTR go up. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going through this fucking match. Malachi Black is on the microphone though right away, and he says. No one is coming to rescue you, FTR. Not Cesaro. <laughs> Cesaro. Uh, uh, and not C-Punk. Ooh. He brought up C-Punk. Yeah. And then C-Punk made hell? a lot of Get money for it. the other company. Oh, <clears throat> he says, this company is not the brotherhood that FTR thought it was, which is exactly why me and Buddy asked for our release three or four months ago. But we didn't get it. Anyway, and they the look like off. they don't want to be there either, Chris. The lights go off and then they come back on and then that's it. You know what this reminded me of? You know the scene in a scary movie where like the the ghost face is like outside menacing, you know, the chick, and then she looks away, and then you see the scene that you never get to see in horror movies, which is what happens when they look away. And so you see the ghost face guy like look around and then run off to hide. Like, that's what I had to imagine has to happen whenever they, you know, whenever they do this lights on, lights off, you know, they on, they have to on. they have to say their spooky thing and then the lights go off, but then you can't see it because the lights are off, but then they have to like hurry, they have to like hurry back to the locker room <laughs> cool. and disappear. Yep. Exactly. They don't have those trapdoors like WB do in the ring. No, nope. well they weren't no in trap the doors. ring. They were just true, hanging right, out in true. the middle of the floor. British bulldog. The 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 British bulldog does not like trapdoors. Um, well, well, no, Ravishing Week Rude doesn't like trapdoors. Actually, none of them like trapdoors. Trapdoors <laughs> are a bad idea in wrestling. Um, Very yeah. biased. All right. Also, a bad idea in wrestling is uh, getting in the face of Ricky Starks and Big Bill 
after they win matches at full gear, which is what Chris Jericho did. And then he got beat up by them. Wait, 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 wait. I'm confused. Are they baby faces now? This was the I, part where they bro. played the top flight thing again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, but right before they, they showed, faces? they meant to show Chris Jericho getting beaten up. And <laughs> instead they played the top flight pro. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. No flying. That's for sure. Dean Martin is back again. <laughs> reel it, reel it. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Tony Schiavone, uh, he's in the ring, and he asks the, tam- the tag champs to come down. Ricky Starks says he's not surprised that the clout vampire wants to leech off of him, which that's just straight facts. Ricky Starks is just telling us the truth of life. So can we claim right the truth now, Ricky Starks? I kind of want to. Um, and then Big Bill, he says that the Golden Jets look more like the Golden Girls. (laughs) And then he says that when he was down and out recovering from alcohol, uh, he didn't think he would make it, uh, back. Such a heel fucking, uh, primary. When his, when his three-year-old daughter was dying of baby cancer, he didn't think that he could make it back to this place. But that then when he cured baby cancer for everyone after the unfortunate death of his three-year-old daughter and convinced Netanyahu and Bin Laden to hug it out, he realized how much he loved the fans. I mean, okay, it wasn't that bad, right. but this was so definitely now, a face promo that he cut. What the so fuck? So now he's uh, Big Clinton? Like Bill what Clinton? the fuck Bill Clinton, are these guys doing? <laughs> I when I recovered from alcohol, shut the fuck up. You're a fucking heel. Heel, I know, right? Maybe he's wearing heels and he's confused. He couldn't have been any more contradictory either. He said, "When I was at my lowest point, I always knew I'd get back to the top." No, you didn't. (laughs) That's the whole point of being at your lowest point. You don't think you're ever getting anywhere. Come on, you can't teach that. You can't even make sense within within your same sentence, and. And besides the fact that, yes, this is something that's done to get sympathy. And no, you're not in that place right now. Um, but, you know, Edge beats people in the head with chairs. And yeah. these these villainous men talk about their trials and tribulations <laughs> is how they've overcome them. When I was at my lowest point recovering from alcohol poisoning, and I thought that I'd never make it back to the top. And my three-year-old daughter was dying of baby cancer. It's like, bro, shut the fuck up. Oh my God! See uh, again, I, call me an idiot, bro. Right? But uh, are pro wrestlers really that fucking dumb? A lot of them. I'm starting to think. I mean, some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, are they that? Are they a bunch of airheads, man? Listen, because, when you're like, listen, when you're like six foot eight and you have like an eight pack on your stomach, you don't have to be smart. There's no need. I, I see. Like, Everything that you want in life can be there for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm I'm lost, man. Well, this yeah. Is again, and again this is like this is where you this is where you you don't benefit from not overscripting people because then they right. can kind of get lost in the weeds. And then after after he was done babyfacing himself, Ricky Starks took back over and then had the lamest, flattest finish, like. No, you should have just you should have just went out on Big Bill. Actually, we didn't right. need to hear from you again. Like <laughs> this thing stunk. It was almost as bad as uh, who had the bad promo earlier? So many people to think of. Uh, who was it? 
no, 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 no. The um, Malakoy, the kingdom, Malachi? the kingdom. Oh, that's who I was kingdom. thinking of. Yeah, yeah, they rambled too. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Um, they should be called the Rambling ramp- Rabbits now from now on. Makes next, sense. we get a, a, a battling promo video here where we get uh, words from Jay White and also Swerve and also some other people who are in this uh, greatest tournament of all time, the, the Please Watch wins. Our Show tournament. Um, <clears throat> Jay White points out that he's the only one who's ever held the G1 briefcase. Which... Money in the bank, Chris, for everybody that doesn't understand. Great. That's what it is. How, I mean, how wonderful. Um, yeah, and I just thought, why wonderful. couldn't I have more Jay White on my TV today? But uh, we, we couldn't have more Jay White because we needed Lee Moriarty. Um, Tiger style. Tiger style. He's facing mm. Keith Lee, <laughs> right. which, which did make for a funny spot there where the crowd was chanting Lee at the beginning and then they were like wait him or me or him lee moriarty or keith lee who are you who are you cheering for right now it's like it's like i remember watching uh i think i was watching a wrestling match and there was two people wrestling and there was one guy whose like gimmick was to be like the foreigner and he was wrestling a canadian and the crowd started chanting usa 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 and they were trying to support the canadian person and the canadian person was just like uh not so anyway that was good this match went way too fucking long um Mm -hmm. i don't mind lee moriarty i think that he has sort of a fun style if you could maybe put him in the pure championship division um i guess style if you will yeah it's got yeah man I i like his tiger style um but please don't try to convince me that that guy can compete with keith lee because, no. But he did, Chris. <laughs> yeah, which is the problem. Just, <laughs> He's uh, tougher than we all thought. Yeah. And it He's was kind of funny because when we got into not this tiger. match, Jimmy right. was like, oh, thank God it's the main event. And I was like, it's not. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, I forgot about the main he's event. He's like, what? Uh... What's the main event? And I told him. And then he went, oh, fuck. Is this going extra long? And I was like, yeah, because it's three hours, Jimmy. It was fucking... <laughs> Uh, we had to do brand uh, based. <clears throat> so, anyway, uh, Lee wins. I'm not going to tell you which one. Um, <laughs> they all know which one. <laughs> Why do it they do this cat. over and over? Why does every wrestler have to? Ha- Why do they have doubles of everyone's names? I don't get it, bro. Page, Cage, the other Page. Lee's. Yep, Keith Lee, um, Lee Moriarty. <laughs> Dean Martin. <laughs> Dean Martin. Hey, that's no fair. Those guys are brothers. Oh <laughs> uh, man, Mark and Mark Jackson, Cash Mark Daxon. Jackson. Yeah. I mean, Cash Cashton. Dash I mean, Daxton. Dax Daxton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. We Cesaro. got two for crying out loud. Yeah, Cesaro and Cesaro. Costanyonyonyonyoli. <laughs> Cesaro come and on. also. Claudio Cassin. <laughs> How many fucking Chris's do we have, too? There's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, but only one on, that man. counts. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. <clears throat> pages, cages, rages in the pages, in the cages. I mean, far out, man. All right. So let's get into the main event. It's Brody King versus Fats Kingston. Um, oh, two kings, too. That's right. Brody King, mm. Fats Kingston. Um, 
one of these dudes <laughs> is fat, but he looks like a linebacker, and the other one is fat and looks like an alcoholic. <laughs> yep. Wow. Um, vet, Kids I've heard babies. you say before that you really like Eddie <laughs> Kingston. You need to explain yourself right you now. You did? You said that, Vet? What? Yes. Wow. I'm shocked. Take it back now, Vet. You know you do. What? Okay, he's actually he's he's funny. He, he's he's not bad on the mic sometimes. This match was garbage. This was really bad, like aggressively bad. Like two people pretending to wrestle bad. Like I have seen teenage kids wrestling on this on their lawn, and it looked <laughs> better than this. This was crap. Uh, on, I didn't man. get a good look at it because I was cramming. <laughs> And if only I had known uh, that you guys were going to be late, I could have maybe paid uh, a little more attention to it, but I was trying to fit it in. So to and, me, and, and he uses us as he I was watching at double speed like I normally do, so everything looked fine. <laughs> 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 no, uh, you know, here's here's what I notice about this. Yes, a la carte. It, it, <laughs> I I choose to select Eddie Kingston promos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on put them on my tray. Um uh, but yeah, his, his wrestling is eh, I mean it is what yeah. it is, but see that's the thing. Like if I had a company and I hired Eddie Kingston, I would definitely be producing his matches as well. Like you know, I'm going to tell him what I want from him and I think he could give me that. Yeah, you'd um, be frustrated. I can imagine right now. No, no, go, I no, just you tell him. Like, shit. No, That's not no. How you do shit. <laughs> no, it's fine because here's what I like about this match. Eddie Kingston was spending a lot of time on the ground selling, and that was good because the alternative is he's on the offense, which we don't want. Uh, the only <laughs> problem with that is the person on the offense is Brody King. So, you know, oof, much like <laughs> the tale, the tale of this whole two shows that we're reviewing here is you know life is give and take you give me hook but you also gave me rocky romero you know you give me keith lee but then you also give me lee moriarty you give me uh eddie kingston but you then you give me brody king like there's never i i i don't get my satisfying there was not one promo or match on both of these cards that i got to fully enjoy because there's something counterbalancing everything i like and nothing's in balance right yeah if if people knew what they were doing this wouldn't be a problem unfortunately they don't so okay none of this match whatever who cares about a wrestling match this is 2023 guys no one gives a shit about wrestling <laughs> The story here is Eddie Kingston is bringing two championships into this tournament, and he's already dropped his first match. That's wow. drama. He's got to wow. come back and win. He's this gonna block. win it, bro. He told us he's gonna win it by saying that. But uh, what if he doesn't? Or what nah, if he, he almost he does, and then he, he doesn't at the end? Then it's a heartbreak. It's like, and, oh, uh, Eddie Kingston. So Listen, that's good storytelling, think... regardless of what you think of. Uh, well, they haven't done it yet, so I can't say it's good story time. But regardless of what you think of Eddie <laughs> Kingston's skills or usefulness, just the idea of, hey, this guy has a lot to lose on this tournament, and so he's got to fight for it. Maybe it was the wrong guy to do that, but he's the guy that they had. Um, and that's another problem. Another problem with this tournament is, 
Like, I don't know how you guys feel about the round robin and just the fact that they're doing it. I'm fine with it because, again, who cares? Wrestling sucks. It's never going to be good again. I don't know why we're all kidding ourselves. But <laughs> what it does do, especially for my a la carte format, is that it gives you a chance to see some matches that you would never see for any reason, right? So that's what's exciting about the G1 because you get guys that would never face each other finally face each other in singles that matches. That structure and an actual, like, an in-game to it, though, Vin. Okay, okay, Jimmy, but... just. Jimmy, no one's comparing this to the G1 except idiots, right? It, no, guys, all I'm saying is, guys, Kevin Kelly told us that the the internet, everyone on the internet, is talking about the Continental Classic. Right oh yeah, yeah. this it's, is definitely yes, this and, is definitely, and, and it's, it's totally different us, too. Daniel Garcia, and then Daniel Garcia told us that this. Some people are saying this might be the greatest tournament in the history of professional wrestling. So, well, that 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 remains to be seen. Uh, we're still in uh, round one, but um, regardless, this is totally different than the G1 because you get three points for a win here instead of only two. So that's already like way Ooh, better. It's a whole point better for point. a win. Uh, so sorry, G1, hit the bricks. Hit that's the bricks, historic the historic tournament. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so the problem here is they overloaded the gold block. Like everybody good is in the gold block and the B block is trash. The blue block is trash. So they should have balanced that out a little bit better. Cause I want to see every match in the gold block swerve Jay white fucking Roosh. like that, those are some good ass matches except for John Moxley, but that's fine. I will accept that because he's such a weird anomaly that I can't wait to see how the other ones have to deal with him. Dude, that's interesting to me. Meanwhile, the different finals level. of the blue block are going to be Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli. And the actual finals of the whole tournament will be Kingston versus Moxley in your finals, man. That's what gross. it's going to be. <laughs> well, maybe it won't. It will be maybe gross. it won't, but don't forget. Well, Danielson's in the blue block too, so he's uh, he's probably going to win that. Um, don't worry about Danielson, man. He's got, he's got bigger fish to fry with Okada come Wrestle Kingdom in January. But he's still oh, going to yeah. be in this, and they're still going to make him win it, probably. I, forgot. I, I, then, I think they'll play totally an injury reckless, angle again. With, and then that with, totally uh, reckless Daniel worker Okada will injure Daniel Bryan again. That no, that no, bum you, this is how, bum. yeah, this is how dumb this company is, right? They will truly do another injury friggin' angle with Danielson, I think, and play up can he or can he not do it? You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's and then they'll the just have him until all in because that's the only yeah. way they can make good on their guarantee that you gotta protect him bro out. you gotta protect him from uh, himself you know what i mean so yeah that's how okay. you do it all right well the house always wins uh even when eddie's shoulder was on top of brody king's foot and therefore not <laughs> oh god and the shoulder wasn't down that's that's what i just said shoulder was right. on top of brody king's foot. oh yes yeah exactly yeah. good reffing yeah good, good reffing Good refereeing. Count it when it's not down. Count it no hesitation. When someone's is not moving and they're paralyzed, hold the third count up. Yeah. Is it down? Is it I gotta see? I gotta see. Is it down? Is it down? Oh, this one's on top of the foot. Three. Fuck you. Get hey, out of here. Say uh, what you want about WWE, right? You know, but at least they fucking do things right when it comes to refereeing, man. I mean, even the refs in WWE will literally slide their hands 
under the shoulder just to make sure that the shoulders are down. I have not seen that not once in AEW, man. Not once. Except the one time when the when his, when Moxley's shoulder was clearly down all the way, and he <laughs> Why, was trying he was to get out because <laughs> he was knocked unconscious and he wanted to get yeah, out. Yeah, that's the only time. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> my letter grade for tonight is D. D for didn't have CM Punk on this show. Um, uh, and my number uh, they grade is three for three hours is too fucking many hours for a weekly show. Ah, <laughs> uh, vet. Can we get a letter grade from you? Um, I get an A for Hook and an A for Keith Lee. <laughs> Everything else is a fat F. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What is that? Uh, I, I'm gonna okay. We're gonna say that's a D. Uh, that's Jimmy, a, well, that's probably an average of like a C. So, but I'll give it a D plus then. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Can I give it a W for who cares? No, no. But really, it's a D for freaking a bunch of dopes. Like straight up, man. I, I didn't care less about these shows. Yeah, Punk, you know, sort of also gave me a reason not to care about these shows. But this is AEW. I mean, give me something to go by here, man. I, I'm getting nothing but frustrated. Man, I, I can't wait for Wednesday when we have another oh. huge announcement. I can, oh. I mean, it hasn't been announced yet, but I guarantee you there's <laughs> going to be a huge announcement on Wednesday. Yeah. It, it'll be whatever the fuck he can possibly manage to tell us, but it'll be a huge announcement because he needs people to fucking pay attention. Please watch my show. <laughs> this guy, man. It's I'm too bad I didn't get to it. review Wednesday with you. You guys had the professor on and everything, and it was actually yeah. a good show, and I liked that show, but I had no one to talk about it with, so I just liked it quietly you on my us. You've got an open I door can't. I, I, I can't. No. Why? Guys, no, it's just not. No. Why? Because, because for the 500th time, I work <laughs> I know. during the hours. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. Don't right. worry, I know. I know. Hold on, but let I'm me thought... just call the job. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Got to talk about dynamite tonight. Can I talk about Go on without wrestling? I dare to say that one way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could, but I'd just rather actually go to work. But I'm just saying, um, I thought dynamite had a good show, and it's unfair that they, much like the gold block, they have to just overload everything into one thing and then leave absolutely nothing for anybody else how about a little uh how about a little spreadage guys like ready you know give give people more things to watch across all your programming don't just make a great you know but then again who knows uh, maybe maybe you know my treasure's another person's trash maybe nobody wants to see jay white versus roosh maybe nobody wants to see you know well, john moxley versus mark briscoe in a main well, event maybe nobody wants to see swerve versus uh whoever that guy was that he beat judging by the trend of overall viewerships i'd say more people would like to see what you are talking about and oh. less people want to see what tony khan wants to give them oh. and look before we do go Let's make no mistake about it, right? This tournament is all a facade to hide TK's stupid booking ideas, all right? That's all it is, because he doesn't understand how to move forward with certain angles. This is his way of moving forward by announcing another tournament, right? So that way, there's a reason why this guy is facing that guy without having to write out a story or a plan. That's all it is. You know what I mean? And that's why we keep getting the same shit. Even though this one is round robin now, it's the G1, but not the G1. It's continental. I, I like is. I like wrestling matches, but I don't know how to book anything. 
But what can we do? Oh, a tournament. There's no, we don't have to have an excuse for why people are wrestling other people who I want to see wrestle. Yay. Yeah. Fucking exactly. child. The best hey, part wait. of the G1 <laughs> is the fact that all of that fucking plays into storylines and that it makes sense given the story at the end of the fucking day. What an idiot. Right. Well, no, it's, it's the reason it's good is because because Gato knows how to actually book a story in a tournament, but Tony yeah. does. Right. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We don't need any of that. All we need is to enjoy the gold block matches. It doesn't matter why they're happening. It just matters that they're happening. So enjoy it. That's all. I. That's all the advice I can give. Don't look for answers. Don't look for improvement. Don't look for anything. Don't look for CM Punk. He's on a different <laughs> show now. Uh, so just you know. A la carte, a la carte, a la carte. All the way. <laughs> a la carte, no doubt. All right, well, Jimmy, if the people want more of you on their cart, what? where would they Where would they look for you? <laughs> Do me off with that. Uh, you can follow me on the X at DJ Mass Effects, and you can follow us at the PWC Network. But most importantly, please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com with five bucks. Not only do you get the realest talking pro wrestling, but the best talking pro wrestling. Also, haminmediagroup.popping.com for our affiliate shows and at the pwcnetwork.popping.com for all of our other shows. And that's a wrap for me. Right on, right on. Vet, where can the people find you? At Opinion Haver on all your favorite social media platforms. Uh, next level wrestling review every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific 11 a.m. Eastern with Big Ray Hernandez. Uh, Impact Attack every Monday night at uh, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 p.m. Eastern uh, with Brandon. Um, and uh, check out Wrestling with Rib Rogers live every Friday for a Q&A. And check out uh, uh, Stevie Richards' new video, uh, his brutally honest reaction to CM Punk returning to WWE, which is probably getting around seven, 8,000 views per hour since he's uploaded it. So... Be one of the thousands and, you know, go leave a, a comment uh, to help Stevie's algorithm. Right on. Yeah, absolutely. Go and check out Steve. Everything Stevie's doing is great right now. And also, what a great dude. Deserves all of the all of the good things in life to happen to him. We love you, Stevie. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. You can go there to see everything I have to say about pro wrestling, politics, and whatever the hell else comes to my mind. You can find me right here on channelattitude.com and the Hameen Media Group for this show and Uncaged, which if you didn't know, hey, they were combined this week. You can also see me where I uh, come on everybody else's show to guest star and do all that kind of stuff. And uh, you can find me on the PWC Network. Uh, we will be over there today uh, to do a Survivor Series review where we will basically just be like, Look, CM Punk showed up, and some people were in matches. Look, women can do stuff now. Hooray. Um, that'll basically be the Survivor Series review. Um, but but really, it'll probably go for two hours, because that's what we do. Podcasting is crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys are awesome. You guys, not only... too. Not only do you guys entertain yourselves, you entertain us, and you often have things to say that are entertaining enough that we just mention it on the show because, goddamn, are you people funny sometimes. We love you for being here, for supporting us. Please make sure that you like and subscribe and share out. Just tell people all about how pretty the vet is and uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> that got his attention. <laughs> all right. All right. 
But uh, for the vet, for Jimmy T, I've been Chris Sams. You've been a wonderful audience. Goodbye. Olay. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Peace.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.